Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Night War Games. I'm your host, Adam, and with me, as always, the wisest of Kensai's, the Egon Spangler to my Peter Vankman, John. Hey! Hey! And today we'll be crossing the streams with a special <laughs> guest. <laughs> with a very special guest, and uh, I suppose that makes him the race dance uh, for the night, James Callie. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Hey, James, how's it going? Good. Well, excellent. So, uh, gentlemen, what are you drinking tonight? James? Uh, I got some 1792 full proof bourbon. So, Ooh. Classic. Yeah. Very nice. Good stuff. Sounds lovely. Well, uh, I think for me, John and I have been working a bit on building up this TDA Live network. So, I've had the, the dice abide in my head for the last few days. So, subliminally, it manifested itself into a very small uh, white Russian. John? Uh, I did not arrive there for the same reason. My wife basically suggested this drink because she was like, you should drink some of the Aquavit we have because we need to get rid of it. And I was like, okay. Um, so I have coffee, rum, and Aquavit, and I'm going to add some milk to it. So it's kind of like a white Russian. So boom. Oh, there we go. There it is. Oh, uh, that fancy milk glass. You know it. Hold that up. See that? Yeah. That's creamy. Ooh, mm. looking good. Well, gentlemen, cheers. Cheers. Salute. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I am never unhappy when I'm drinking white Russian, right? <laughs> so uh, let's take it away with news. I think we have we have some big news first. Ah, John and I realized that we've been doing this for six months. So go us! Yay, we Yay, did it! We did it! After a year. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> six months of weekly nerding out. And uh, dwelling in our various offices. I think both of us have also this week uh, put in a couple upgrades. John, your lighting looks spectacular. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, today, my wife and I have built the interview room. Uh, so in the future, I'll have lovely episodes where I can talk to special guests up close and intimate. But from six feet away. We've measured. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we've been uh, hard at work. It's been a lot of fun, you know. Um, I didn't think this was going to last more than a month <laughs> when we first started. Um, but I think that... Uh, I'm impressed that know, we're here. Uh, hmm? I'm impressed that we're, we made it this far. I know, right? But, I, I, you know, I think we found our groove. And this has been an enjoyable way for us to, uh, to hang out and nerd out and uh, share it with the world. Definitely. So thank you so, all out there watching and listening for... Uh, hanging out with us, keeping the keeping the dream alive. <laughs> exactly. So, man, uh, John, do you want to take it away with our Bromad Academy news? Sure. So, uh, this is last couple of days of October. We're coming up on November and all of its excitement. Uh, so, right now, all you have to think about is playing a game of N4. Right. Don't worry about what's happening in November. Just play some N4 and write in uh, to bromanacademy.com. Let us know how it went. Uh, and you'll be entered to win a blister or patch, your choice. Um, if you, for some reason, can't get a game in because of COVID or whatever other reason, or you just feel like painting, until the end of the year, that's December 31st, 2020, um, we will be holding a painting contest where the theme is stealth. So any model with the stealth rule, do check. The models you think have stealth may have lost it now that the edition has changed. 
Um, any model with a stealth rule, go ahead and paint that up, send it in, and you'll get entered to win um, prizes. The special prize is you get to choose what uh, Chris over at Monstrous Makings uh, designs uh, to be 3D printed. So you can pick some sort of infinity thing. Uh, last uh, painting contest winner wanted uh, some Fracta wings that were all collapsed, right? So that's pretty cool. Ooh, that's and cool. I will pay for Chris to uh, print the thing that you want and mail it to your door. So if you don't have access to a 3D printer, that is not a problem anymore. So no excuses. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go to the library. You don't have to bug your friend. Just make John print it for you. Pretty much. That's... But uh, so speaking of 3D printing. Yep. So he's actually uh, finished some Hakuslan weapons, which are pretty rad. So it looks like a, what, a breaker shotgun, a sniper, a HRL Spitfire and boarding shotgun. Uh, yes, that's that's pretty much it. What else? What else could you possibly need in Hakuslan? That actually might be the missile launcher, but it's hard to tell. I'm not sure. They're pretty similar for them. They are. They are very similar. Oops. It's true. I think. Uh, hopefully soon he makes. I actually like really like the um, the Hakuslan double barreled Panzerfaust design. Maybe he'll yeah. get around to make. Um, so we actually, I actually had a very long discussion with him about this because way back when. Um, we, we as a meta sort of were voting on what to have him make before we started this whole uh, prize initiative thing. And um, that double-barreled Panzerfaust is the old Panzerfaust design, which is shared across all factions. So if you look at the oh, old Moblo Panzerfaust model... That's um, right. That's actually the double-barrel one. And then the... Well, Dalami, that's also why I made the one for you. Uh, so he, yeah, so he made the, the Jaguar Panzerfaust version, which is the same one that the, the Magister Knights have. So that's the mm -hmm. current gen Panzerfaust uh, model. At least that's the working theory that we're we're going with. Pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, just a couple of interesting things that have happened uh, in the world of STL design, I guess. <laughs> oh, Panzerfausts. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. So we've also uh, we've also started a new show, right? So, yep. with uh, <clears throat> you know, of course, with our show that you guys are watching right now, we also have. Two other shows, The Joy of Green Stuff, which we host um, for Obi. He's at Monday on 8.30s. And then also a new show, which James was the very first guest contestant of, mm -hmm. Are You Worthy? <laughs> so no, this, that was a uh, lot of fun. Yeah. Sorry? Are You Worthy was a lot of fun. Yeah, so for those who didn't catch it, it's basically uh, our, our regional champion, Eric Worth, uh, takes on... <laughs> All comers and do one-on-one -on -one death matches of infinity yep. for you to find out if you are if you are worthy. Uh, we couldn't resist the perfect pun with his last name. Yep. And then I talk shit because I commentate. <laughs> yep, exactly. So we have guest commentators, usually John. Although this week it seems that James has come back to uh, to provide that while you face down or face that's, off. That's the plan. Uh, I'm going to okay. throw down. I think I'm deciding between HB and Rama to throw it against. They're down against Eric's Hawk in uh, in a game of um, hunting party, which he's never played apparently. So what? that'll be yeah. I, like that blew my mind too, right? How have you never played hunting party? But apparently that is a true oh, statement. Man. And so I'm gonna give him his first game of hunting party, uh, and we'll see what I decide. I'm I'm liking Rama right now, but HB is probably a, a stronger choice. You, you know, your... Sorry. I I want to see your Rama list, John, because. All right, fine. I'll, I'll play Rama. There curious. we go. You've, you've, you've decided. I, re I really like Rama. 
they're the Yakuza faction I would play. Although now with the new HB changes, it would probably be HB. I mean, yeah. you kind of like tricked me into starting Rama, Adam. So, well, that's yeah. Adam you mean tricks... live vicariously through you? Exactly. Like always. <laughs> I mean, that's how I got into this. I have your uh, ISS. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to being my friend. You'll end yeah, exactly. up with one of my armies. And then an army that I want to play, but uh, I get somebody else to. It works well. It's great. Uh-huh. I get to play against all kinds of different armies. So so this week, um, I got some hobby in. I don't yeah. know about you guys. I didn't get anything done, James. I uh, finally got my order from Ruben at Mo Games of uh, the N4 rulebooks and Starmada. So that was exciting. That's pretty just, cool. Yeah, did you get so. did you get the manga too? Uh yeah, that came in last month. So oh weird, I still haven't gotten my copy. So it's it's because it was already out when you and I added it to our pre order from uh, Ruben because we hadn't picked it up yet. Got it, got it. Makes sense. But that should be arriving tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll get my N4 rulebook and Starmada. So yeah, so I'm still waiting on my Starmada personally. Uh, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to them. I like the idea of space. Corporate security mall cops, like they're not at all good guys. They're, you know, hired by corporations to solve problems. Um, in the meantime, I've been working uh, quite a bit on my Age of Sigmar stuff. So I put together my uh, Arcanaut Admiral, and I wasn't content with his hammer. He had a big hammer. It looked hammery. Um, and I thought that, you know, I'm going for, for maximum uh, weird space manga floaty dwarves. Uh, he needed a torpedo hammer, so just like out the, of uh, uh, Battle Angel, Alita, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I took the drill bit off the back, put it on the front to give it a nice torpedo front end, and then that bit is a bomb from my orc, uh, my orca aeronautica pieces. Oh, hmm. and like it gave it the perfect torpedo silhouette. I was very happy with it. Um, and then I uh, got a little bit of paint on some of my Sylvaneth. It's a pretty straightforward paint scheme, but I think it's really effective. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to moving those guys along. Finally, I've watched some more uh, some some more Miyazaki movies lately that have influenced my uh, inspiration for both of the armies. Um, my yeah, you know, as we saw last week, the the character on Overlords me painted right out of uh, right, Nausicaa. Yeah. Yep, and then. The Sylvaneth, I've done a lot of modifications to to just kind of make more Miyazaki-ish, you know, mm-hmm. so stag head on the Tree Lord and stuff like that. The, the next thing that I'm actually doing is uh, having Dan 3D print out um, the mask, uh, Sen's mask from Princess Mononoke to put on Ilarial. Ooh, that'll uh, be I've fun. Also, yeah. I've also been piecing together... Uh, sourcing the materials for a uh, Sons of Behemoth army. John, or, uh, so Dan's be printing out those giants at the bottom for me. And then up the top, we can see the GW giant on the left versus the Mantic $40 giant on the right. Mm. So for one fifth the cost, it is bigger. This guy has put the GW head on it, and I'm getting the GW heads because they do look much better than the Mantic one. Um, and then I'm going to be covering them in fur and bones. To uh, to make them look very Game of Thrones, like I want kind of a grim dark feel to the Sons of Bahamut instead of the kind of like big fat goofy giant that is incompetent. That's pretty rad. 
Yeah, so to get those bones, I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, I ordered some owl pellets. And <laughs> I will be dissecting these with my daughter and collecting the bones out of to decorate miniatures. That's a clever idea. Yeah. Right? Well, at first I was looking at like different companies that make resin bone bits. And they're expensive. Like 10 or 12 bucks a bag. Um, and it I just, just get real bones. Like, yeah, and I was the more I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, like I like where do you get bones? Like rodent bones. Rodent bones are the perfect size. And then it's like it just eventually it all clicked. And I was like, yeah, no, I should just get some owl pellets and I'll disguise it as an activity for my kid. Um, and then I, I <laughs> over dinner I tried explaining to Jean what we would be doing. And she just had the most serious, are you fucking with me? Look on her face. <laughs> because I do often. So right. she really wasn't sure if I was seriously talking about dissecting owl vomit. But, Is it um, owl vomit or owl poop? It's vomit. So it's it's huh. like a it's like a like a hairball. Oh, interesting. Um, I always thought it was yeah. poop. No, yeah. So they scarf down these you know small animals, and then they can't pass the pelt and the uh, the bones. So they just mm. yak it up somewhere else. Got it. Well, for gamers to come along and get bones for their toys. <laughs> One bird, two stones. Yeah, exactly. Right, it'll be perfect. Um, yeah, it just it just felt appropriate, right? Like those on, on top of all the green stuff and everything. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect. It's so. definitely a clever idea. Yeah, gaming wise, I think uh, of the three of us, James is the only one that got a game in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My so James, game. you want to tell us a bit about it? You were on. Are you worthy? Yeah. So. Uh, this was actually the second in four game I played uh, against Eric. So we got our practice in like a week before and then uh, not different different uh, factions to just test in for and then got this. So yeah, I really wanted to play with this Sing G, EPHMG. And I, in retrospect, it was definitely probably a mistake having a Fubok in a, uh, the HMG because it's just the same range bands almost. So. Oh, well. I don't know. Having a backup gun is still pretty good. It is. Uh, but going on against a TO, Suscard, and a bad range band, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, did, you know, you did hit... drive them all the way across the board, though. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was trying to slice into the back line very aggressively. So, um, But yeah, it's definitely interesting playing with N4 rules of how cover has changed and um, that I I don't know this list was you know kind of have a Harris or core everything is linkable in the group one so uh, the main thing was to have the Harris and then if I wanted to put the pangolin in to run the repeater around and get it up the board really quickly mm-hmm. or even I could have pulled a because um, everything's wild card you, you could make a Zanshi core five man and run it around as well and then the hoodlong as a kind of get things done, push buttons, grab, grab the heaters. So yeah, I don't know I made some mistakes, but we had fun. Yeah, I think I think it was a really, really cool game. Uh, Eric definitely had a very solid plan going in, and everything sort of just like happened the way he wanted it to. Um, you had a good plan going in too, and then you made one critical mistake, and that's everything sort of fell off, fell apart after that. But yeah, I don't know. It was really like, that was probably. 
way more fun than playing the game myself honestly <laughs> <laughs> like getting to comment on like yeah what we're gonna do but it's like exciting right like you're yeah. like you know uh like you're, you're watching uh it unfold in front of you uh we actually had a really great clint and i had a great time just planning out your turn we're like oh if i was james or if i was eric i would do whatever whatever right and then we sort of walked through all the ideas that what we thought and then you know you would do the opposite or like do it slightly different and we're like oh we didn't consider that and it was really fun to just sort of see it all play out. And then it was like, oh, my God, is Eric going to make that dodge? And then the dice would come up and, you know, and then we were like, ah, goal or whatever, right? So <laughs> it was a good time. Nice. And I didn't have to write a battle report. That's really why I'm excited. Uh-huh. That's the thing right there. That's the truth. Yeah. There you go, John. It will set you free. You just didn't want to write a battle report. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, when I send in my Bromat Academy thing, I'll just link the YouTube video and done. <laughs> okay. There you Too go. funny. So, so James, were you worthy? Unfortunately, not this time. Oh, no. Oh. Man, I, I had this idea, John, and I think we need to do it. Okay. We need to send patches to everybody who competes. Oh, yeah, for sure. We should do that. Oh. Thing. And the, the patch will just say, I am worthy or I am unworthy, depending on the results. Clever. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah make it so yeah this it's list i i took like i playing against eric i think the first game i played against eric was actually frostbite you know like two years ago with iss so i was playing ia because i wanted to do this but i almost brought the double sujan list mm, that would have been what a good did run. you uh what did you think about facing the cutter uh it kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So that was the second time facing a cutter. I, the first time was at uh, Humboldt. And mm, each time, like, and at Humboldt, I think I ended up getting completely decimated and had, like, too heavy infantry left. And, you know, by the skin of my teeth, got some good die roll in and was able to knock it up, down eventually. But, you know, having a, a TO burst the BS 15 thing is just, it's, it's a lot. Well, I'll be sure to, to play the avatar against you more frequently so you can get some practice. Okay. Seems reasonable. I can also just play a cutter against you anytime you want. I'll just have to go find it and then monofilm in it. That's that's the solution. That's reasonable. Right, John, do you not have an avatar yet? What's wrong with you? I thought you played I do not much. have an Yeah, right. <laughs> you have your two Maggie to play in Rama? Yeah, mm. right. I, I, I'm thinking about, I don't know. Hunting party is not great for, for, for Maggie because there's just glue everywhere. Not not the best plan, I think. I don't know. I don't know, man. I love me some Agri Brigard, as we've already discussed. I agree. <laughs> well, you and I can play a game of Hawk where we can both take Maggie. Oh, there we go. We both play dual Maggie lists. <laughs> that actually might be kind of fun. We need to find a way to proxy her, though. I mean, if you're doing a tabletop, right? He's 40k dreadlocks. <laughs> Imperial Knights, right? You have you have enough of those, right? I mean, I do, but they're they're a little bit too big for Maggie. That's fine. You, oh, you want well, you want Grimdark stuff, right? So there you go. I, yeah, that's not mm, not the same. But enough about Alkazlam. <laughs> We're here to talk about the Great State Empire of Yujing. The the, yeah. the the glorious empire, the glorious State Empire 
That is Yujing. So this is an army that I personally have like an odd experience with because I've made two different ISS armies and sold them both. Did you really? <laughs> you sold one to yeah. James. Yeah. So I I made them when I first started. I was like, this is the correct army. Yujing is amazing. I like the you know they are the the bad guys in the cyberpunk setting, especially with ISS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through backwater war core channels, I heard that they were getting resculpted, and they went straight out the door. Mm. And then they got resculpted, um, and I hadn't played them for a bit. And then this new kid showed up, and he's like, "I like this army, and I also think that Space China is cool." And I was like, "James, you'd really like Imperial Service. Good to meet you." <laughs> Yep. I'll yep. give you a deal. So out. I pushed that again, but now I have I have White Banner and I play with some Eugene stuff in Dashot. So that kind of counts. Yeah. I mean White Banner counts. White Banner's for real. Yeah, yeah White, White Banner, Banner yeah. is legit for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's basically my experience with Eugene is is selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess James. that's appropriate. I don't know. Yeah. Well, James, you started the game with, with my Yujing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what's amazing to me is that I think it's only been two years since I started playing. God, has it wow. really? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe two in a bit. But it's, yeah. And that's, we've got a lot of tournaments in with uh, traveling around. So. Yeah. We definitely but, have. I miss I miss travel tournaments for sure. Yeah. Oh my god! What was the first travel tournament we went to, James? Um, Emerald City. Uh, yeah. Mark two. Yeah. That was a great That's time. Right. That's right. Holy cow! So. That feels like forever ago. That was yeah. forever ago. And then uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think what I really want to play is a four hundred point tournament again because. Uh, Tony ran that up in the Pacific Northwest in January, and that was a lot of fun. But I felt like I didn't fully utilize the toys I could bring in Yujing at 400 points. Mm-hmm. Right. There's... And now, and now it's like 400 points. Like, oh, you know, let me put a Sunset Sniper in, a Blue Wolf in. Maybe oh, I'm a, so yeah. excited for the Blue Wolf. Yeah, Blue Wolf is going to be super fun. I'm I'm really jazzed about that tag. Oh yeah, I. I mean, it's kind of been weird. Like, you know, you started me with ISS, and then I think we, I played that up till Adepticon in uh, Rose City last mm-hmm. year, and then switched to IA for the rest of the year. Yeah, once IA came out, you were pretty much like, I get how many heavy infantry? Yes. Yes. And they have extra orders as well? Yes. <laughs> Give yeah, me all pretty... of the things. They're pretty ugly. I mean, they were an interesting preview for a lot of, like, the N4 rules. That have now been spread out a bit more, right? With NCO and attack awareness, but yeah. they still seem to be the sectoral of NCO and attack awareness. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, especially with the Sing Shangji, like now I think has more attack aware options and right and more so, NCO options. I don't know how other factions are actually, to be honest, because I think there's three NCO options now in IA. Probably you got crit, crit, Morang, and um, Taisheng. Oh yeah, that sounds right. 
So, John, um, you, I mean, you play everything. I do. But but have you played much Yujing? Uh, I play a lot of vanilla. I don't haven't played a huge amount. Um, I think I've I've played every sectoral though, like every every possible iteration of Yujing. Um, I like it a lot. It basically plays like. I mean, I, I frame everything in, 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 in terms of nomads, right? Because that's where I started. So it's yeah. like nomads if there was no setting between 0 and 11. Right. Right. Like nomads has like plenty of like middling guys who like do all the things, like zeros and stuff. But usually it's like we want all the things. Everything is the best or the worst. So it's like you have a hacktail and a bunch of Quangxi running around. But there's like nobody in the middle. Everything is just like max to 11. Uh, which I which I, I kind know, of Quang, enjoy. Quangxi are pretty strong for what they are. I'm not. I'm not. That's not the point <laughs> I'm making. The point I'm making is like right. Like you have you like in terms of like the fluff, right? You just have like some rando, uh, mm-hmm. like brainwashed zombie thing versus like mega power armor guy. Um, so it's yeah. interesting. You know, they they've they've maybe like we can transition this a little bit. Like what's changed with vanilla, and I think they've maybe adjusted that a little bit with the addition of like the Yi Mao and the Handan. Mm-hmm. Or Hundem, um, even Jinko. Like I think a lot of people think of her as an overpriced warband, but I just look at her as a kill everything machine. Um, yeah. Um, Dao Ying kind of fit in that that mid range. Uh, I guess you only get one of those in vanilla though. But still, how many do you need? Like I, I think that there's definitely a uh, I don't know a bit more in the middle than there was, but broadly speaking, like. Is the heavy infantry faction? Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, Pano is pretty close, but Pano is more of a tag faction, I guess. If you really want to get down to it, right? They have they have a, I mean, they do have a, a fairly diverse heavy infantry, but I don't think as diverse as Yujing. But they do have a very diverse tag selection. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, looking at Yujing, like I was scrolling through army today's. How I mean, there's a lot of heavy infantry options, but a lot of them are still very number-wise similar. You know, where you have Jujak, Ziyang, and Ruming, mm-hmm. they're all within about you know a point and stat-wise difference on probably armor and maybe fizz, and, then right, the, and different loadouts. But then by sectorial, it's like oh, you have only certain options. Yeah, it's kind of like the Ariadna problem, right? Where like everybody has their own thing. Like line Kazakhs are, are uh, metros are volunteers ish, right? Within some delta. Yeah, they they all have some slight variation, right? Like I think they, you know, if you look at Wuming, like what's your twenty twenty six ish point ish guy, right? For Wuming, it's a little different because because their cheap options are going to be that chain rifle SMG or the Panzerfaust light shotgun. Mm-hmm. And those are both pretty, pretty unique uh, when it comes to the profiles. I actually think the, the Zhuang Jujak is more interesting because their standard infantry for 26 points. Um, I think you take the Jujak, like no discussion. It's the same point cost, same movement, same armor, same extra dodge. Um, but you get a heavy flamethrower. Yeah, the yeah. flamethrower is nice for sure. Um, you know, I, I I think you're paying for that duo. You're paying for the uh, the number two in vanilla, which you're not using. On Wu Ming. No, or for on... the Zhuyang compared to the uh, the Jujak. 
But that's just the basic guy. It's rare that you take in vanilla, like a combi rifle, anything. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to. I mean, the the Jujak is actually pretty unique in the fact that it brings, you know, a, a Spitfire and heavy flamethrower. That's a pretty big deal. That is a pretty rad profile. And it, yeah, it's going to have different effective range bands that they're special weapons, right? With the with the Zuyong, you've got the missile launcher HMG. Mm-hmm. With Jujak, you've got the missile launcher Spitfire. So it's really a differentiation between that Spitfire and the HMG. But the Zuyong HMG also has a lot more options too there with uh, regeneration or tactical awareness. Which I don't yeah. think is such a cut and dry decision anymore. Well, I mean, uh, Tabletop Shogun brings up the Shang-Chi, so I know James, you were really excited about that, and you actually ran him. So, what do you what do you think about that? The APHMG. I, so, I mean, I think like going against Pano was not really where it was going to shine. I was expecting maybe uh, Eric to bring Hack, uh, which you know, then having an AP shock weapon was going to be nice to take out any light infantry or anything that was um, you know a little bit weaker well I mean I um, guess well see like the thing is right like it has both options and the AP I think is, is incredibly relevant in it's Pano because Pano has a lot of high armor oh use. yeah but I mean but you get both right it stacks it does right yeah, yeah. There's there's very yeah, few though. things that are both heavy armor and dogged, or NWI, or NWI that like doesn't have shock immune. It's also, I mean, shock is also an important tool now because it's so much easier to paramedic things than it has been That's uh, true to take well. things off the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're playing Pano, you may as well paramedic. Like you're not going to go doctor something. Yeah. <laughs> um, plus, yeah, as table guns are mentioned, you just went against the cutter. You want AP. Um, oh yeah, you definitely do. Um, yeah, that that profile, forty nine points. It's steep, like it's. Yeah, but it has it's all the things, though, right? It does everything. Yeah, like, ten I mean, bot B. Yeah, ten bot B. Right, so your BTS nine. Yeah, BTS nine. Well, also like, Minus just look at the base profile, yeah. right? It's moving six two. BS thirteen is fine. Mm-hmm. It's fizz fourteen, so it dodges well. You know, at plus two inches, so it's dodging four inches if mm-hmm. you if if you need to dodge. Um, armor four, BTS six, so it's got a step up of armor and a step up of BTS. You know, compared to the uh, the Jujak and the Zuyong. Um, yeah, it's and a, it's a nineteen. Yeah, it's it's a beast. So I mean, it does like, every. Yeah, like it, there, there's absolutely things you can do. Right, it has a chain cult as well, which is pretty bonkers. Um, and tack awareness. And tack awareness. Um, I mean, I, I, I think how I, like, obviously I could have built the list differently, but I think looking at this was like, well, if you put like this in as a Harris, I mean, where do you, I don't know. I ran as a Harris because then you could throw the hideout killer hacker in it or the 10 bot B mm-hmm. protecting it. Um, You're playing IA, yeah? Yeah. I mean, so one of the things I've been considering doing in White Banner is just taking a Shang-Chi with to Zanshi, one of them's a paramedic. <laughs> Go. Yeah. It's... Or you could do that, and with the um, what's the, the new uh, engineer character? Oh, um, I can't remember his name. He's like 20 points or something, so you pay up a little bit off after it, but he's linkable as well. Oh, um... I mean, is he... 
Chung Hee Jong, the Korean guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is he really any? I mean, he's thirty points. He comes with a light rocket yeah, launcher or a K one combi. That's not that's not, and AP mines in the other profile. I think I think it's definitely a profile that I I would play, but I can see other people not liking it. I just want to quickly touch on what uh, what uh, Tabletop Shogun is saying in chat, though. So here's uh, maybe I do this. Ah, no, stop it. Yeah. So basically, uh, he's saying that the Shangji's BTS twelve, uh, the whip, yeah, the whip mod is is what's said in the brackets, but it's only it's only BTS three, not not uh, uh, right. So, so it's it's like it's it's a little confusing, but all you get is a is a is a plus three BTS mod. Yeah, I, I, no, no, you're fine. Like, I, I want to make sure that we we get we get it there because uh, you know people uh, listen to right. my cast a lot, and presumably they might listen to us. So, make sure that we get it right. <laughs> I mean, if they listen to those guys, <laughs> I tell guys, I'm kidding, love you. Um, actually, so okay. So, so the more PS3 what, what, on attack, or just on hacking, I presume, right? Yeah. The, the the more I'm looking at him, the more I actually like his profile. I'm just bitter that I don't get him in white banner. <laughs> I mean, I I mean he is yeah. expensive. He's double a regular mech engineer cause. But I mean, he has a re- he has a built-in repeater though, which I yeah. like this addition. I was just about to make that comment. Wait, wait, is he is he an IA? Is that what he's in, or he's in? Yeah, he's in IA. Okay, yeah, that's actually pretty decent, right? Because then then that instead of the pangling, maybe you take him. Yeah, instead of taking crit and or pang and the pangling like link yeah. all together, mm-hmm. you put him in. That is cheaper. Yeah. Would you uh, would you take him in vanilla? I would, but I'm weird. I mean, you would. That's not saying, uh, yeah, that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> You're also like, I can take now from Vanilla Yujing. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I I'll would take do that. Now awesome. and, I know, and, right? and Luna, <laughs> especially now, right? Like, that's amazing. So what do you guys, what do you guys think the biggest changes are strictly to Vanilla? Um, so obviously any change for Vanilla would trickle down into some sectoral or another. But I feel like Vanilla Yujing plays differently than at sectorals. Um, pretty drastically, so yeah. You know, well, you're talking like, go ahead. I think the biggest change, at least that I just just dicking around. This is what I was going to take against you in in Frostbite. Um. So yeah, just the fact that Guangxi are now regular impetuous and not extreme impetuous means that I have five point order batteries, so I can take this monstrosity of a list. So it's the yeah, that is huge. huge. Yeah, it's a this, so, yeah. It's, it's like so you're pretty much always gonna be taking 15 orders in Yujing in vanilla. You don't have to. Yes. You don't have to. I mean, there's 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 a couple. Okay, so I think for me the two big changes are one the Quangxi and two the Guilang, the, the okay. deployable repeater Guilang. So that the the fact that the Guilang has a has a mine layer profile with a deployable repeater means that uh, in some respects they may even be stronger than Moran's ignoring the crazy koala, right? Cause then you just kind of like, all right, well, I don't know which mm-hmm. one's better, but you have the option at deployment time. So I think that might be better in some cases. Um, but basically uh, I think those are the only two factions w- with the exception of anything that has like peacemaker in it that have midfield repeaters during deployment. Right. Um, right. Huge. And yeah, I assume you have to pick that on the profile is you have to pick either shock mines or the repeater. Right. So you, 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 what, what do you? Mean? I mean, it's an or option, right? It, is that what yeah, that you, line? Yeah, you only deploy right. either right. Right. or yeah. a mine. So you you put your camo token yeah. down, and then you either put another camo token down, which is a mine, or you put down a deployable repeater. And yeah, like like tabletop shotgun is saying, right? Like Huangxi are huge. So I mean, this is what I decided to take 
Um, I didn't think that uh, in Frostbite having the Guilang was that helpful because there is a exclusion zone. Um, so that was a thing that sort of prevented me from doing that. But this is what I was going to take against you. So Daoying, double Lieutenant Order because the Moang NCO to actually use it. Then a pile of Quangxi and a Lujing to uh, be make you sad. Uh, basically, the Lujing is there to go assassinate your your um, your data tracker and probably hack it on the way in. So if you took a tag, I don't know what you were planning on taking, but the plan was to just do horrible things to it with the Lujing. And then the rest of the list is just ARO hell, double TR bot, uh, Hundung heavy rocket launcher, triple accurate cannon ABH, and then a Hulang to use all those orders. That's pretty, that's pretty burly. I mean, you're going to, I think we're going to see that Quangxi, the four, the four Quangxi in the, the Celestial Garden most list. It's hard to argue with 33 points for five regular orders. And, like smoke, right out the and smoke grenade and the amazing toolkit that Quangxi provide. Right? Yeah. And uh, Sorceries mentions in the chat how powerful, uh, another thing about Chang Hijong is that he's got a burst four damage 14 K1 mm-hmm. in a link. Like, that's, that's uh, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, like if I had had that in my game against Eric, I mean it's still probably yeah, not, not great odds against the Swiss guard, but it's pretty good. I mean it, it's yeah, damage fourteen that totally ignores armor if you're going against again the cutter. Like yeah, I mean this this against the Swiss guard, I would just roll the roll the Celestia guard up, chuck smoke or shoot smoke, I guess. And then just go about my business. Yeah. And then I, I would just get the Hulong into base-to-base with the Swiss Guard and carve it in half. Yep. Really comes down to it. Um, so one thing I noticed that got worse, noticeably worse for me in vanilla Yujing, there's only one source of counterintelligence now. Yeah. And his name is Tawu. Was there one I before? Mean, yeah, I was going to say, there's, there wasn't any before. Wasn't it the... um. I thought the Dao, no, the Dao Ying was the, the ex- lieutenant order, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Congratulations, Eugene. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got better. Yep. But you know what? My white banner lost him, damn it. Yeah. I guess there is that. There is that. Um, I think there's there's been some interesting changes. Uh, like, I really enjoyed the Canran Sniffer deployable deploy, uh, mine layer profile. That actually had some really interesting implications um, for for, uh, for just board control, right? I've only I've only managed to take it once because like I just don't play that much Yujing, but mm-hmm. um, it actually prevent I forget, forget who my opponent was, but it actually prevented them from going back into camo. Um, that was that was a, a pretty clutch thing to do. Just have a have an area if you can't go back into camo. Sorry, can't do that. Not in this bubble. Uh, is, is yeah, I've suffered once or twice against like JSA earlier in my in my gaming career, um, and then stopped. <laughs> you know, it just became like, eh, is it saving? You know, is, is it worth the order I'm spending on it, or should I go push the button and win the scenario? I mean, and yeah, I guess like the eight inch bubble. It's like, well, you can move out of that with an order, <laughs> and probably go yeah. do something, and then recamo anyway. Unless you're, yeah, unless you're in a specific scenario. So any other big, I guess, big changes for vanilla? I mean, there's actually quite a few to really talk about, right? We've got the, the REM racers have been added, getting a, an extra point of BS on a um, 
on a Rushi, not bad. I think support wave for the Rushi is going to be more difficult to come guy because that means you have to take the Evo. Yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, it depends. Like, I feel like for um, IA or Vanilla, you know, there's a lot of uh, combat drop options. Mm-hmm. So if you're running some of that, you know, run an Evo and run a Rushi. Make a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, but I guess between the Lu Jing and the, uh, the Tiger Soldiers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lu Jing now, I mean... Oh, yeah, they drop so nice. They land on 14, 17 with an, if you throw up the Evo program. Um, that's pretty rad. That's not bad. They're, they're one of the 6-2 uh, Heavy Infantry. Yep. They're still NWI Shock Immune. That's... I think they gained, Yeah, that's interesting. They gained something. I'm trying to remember. Was it just Fizz value? Sorry? I'm trying to remember what they gained. I had both armies open. Well, they're they're landing on Fizz 14 yeah, instead of 13. Fizz 14 instead of 13. They gained dodge plus 2. I think that's new. Um, yeah. They might 16. have gained uh, like a they gained some CC cuz I think they used to be like CC 15 I mean every everybody did though. So it's not yeah. super surprising. I mean, CC is just totally different now. But I think I think what we 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 as a community haven't really started doing, and I think we should start is um, the changes to dodge really affect CC. Um, and here's why: oh. because mm-hmm. if you come around the corner, like so, if if you're in the midfield and you're around a corner and something does something out of line of fire but in a zone of control, if you have a dodge. Uh, movement increase, like plus two inches or whatever, like the Lu Jing has, you can conceivably dodge into base to base. Yes. Right. And if you do that, then you can actually take advantage of your CC. So that, like, it's always oh, been a thing where you're always like, oh, like sure, like uh, if if you look at the forums, which is why are you doing that? Number one, <laughs> but, don't but, do that. Don't do that. It but did do that against our best uh, suggestions. Yeah. If you did that, then you would see a lot of complaining about how Yu Jing troops have a penalty, uh, sorry, a, a tax on them because they just have like abnormally high CC, right? Versus other factions. Um, but now I think it's valuable, right? Because now anything that's Yu Jing that has a sword modeled on it will dodge into close combat with you and stab you to death. And so people are I mean, always dodge, like, oh, yeah, yeah dodge forge inches is like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. You can dodge around a corner at four inches too. And all of a sudden you're in base to base and they're like, Oh crap. Uh, I was just over here pushing this button. Why are you? Why are you all up in my face now? That's not cool. Oh man! Well, uh, sorcery just pointed out in the chat something that I hadn't even bothered to look at this profile yet, and now I wish I hadn't. Thank you very much, sorceries. Uh, Hawk Tau, mm-hmm. Hawk Tau. I yeah. they, they were terrifying before, um, but in case they needed to get more better, uh, they are. They got. They picked up the sixty movement. Yep. So they're a 6-2 Arm 5 BTS-6 Heavy Infantry. Yep. Um, and for a whopping two points, that HMG picks up NCO. Yep. Yep. So throw that with your dying with an extra lieutenant order, three orders of, of Hoktow by himself. Oh, yeah. I almost brought that. Uh, I thought I about like it really hard. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I'm, I'm very disappointed that it's a hacking device and not a, ha- a killer hacking device. Um me too. Oh, good point. Yeah, they 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 downgraded it. I mean, it's different. It. It's different. different graded it. Uh, but I like, mean, 
But you had protection as a killer hacker because it's like if a hacker was in range of you, you're like, well, I can just killer hacker you back. Yeah, I mean, you can still right. you can still do something equivalent, which is to oblivion oblivion them, which shuts off their hacking device and basically stops further attacks. So there's that. That that helps, I guess, and it does make you a threat to tags because you are whip fourteen, right? So that that does. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not a bad hacker. No, not at all. I mean, B- whip fourteen BTSX is an excellent hacking chassis. Um, I just, I, I, I would have been, give me the choice, right? Like, why not just say there's a profile with hacking device and a profile with killer hacking device? I mean, I guess they didn't want it to be the murder machine as much, maybe, is the, is the issue. Well, there's also a lot of overlap, especially now that the killer hacking device is reduced to two programs, and one of them is arguably redundant uh, when you have TO. Well, it's not. Because uh, now, now that it's a, a roleless entering into CyberMask, you just do it straight up. Yeah. Uh, now the hacktile would be immune to mines. Oh, sure, sure. Right, and now there's things like EM. And well, there are always EM mines, but now there's AP mines, which they have the hacktiles to pay attention to. Right. So. To be fair, John, would you not take this profile for sixty-two points with that multi-rifle, TO, BS fourteen hacking device? I'm absolutely going to take it. There's no question. Plus, the model is fucking great. Yeah, right? no, the model is awesome. But like, I'm, I'm just, I, Yujing is. Uh, I, I said it. I said it to you a couple of weeks ago when we were sort of like deciding the lineup for shows. I was like, Yujing has definitely been sort of like the sleeper winner for N4, right? So there's a lot of like high profile stuff. Like HB got a lot of cool new toys, like the new tag. Everybody's really jazzed about that. The Magariba guard, like, just got like, uh, you know, you know where the scavenger rule went? It went to the Magariba guard. Right, like that's that's what happened. <laughs> right, so he just so, picked up everyone's guns. Exactly. So Hawk got a lot of cool new shit. Nomads is just like they're splooging everywhere because of the Vostok and how stupidly good that thing is. Uh, I mean, like you, know, like you know, something is good when they increase the price by like six points, which is a whole Morlock for Morlock for for Nomad players, by the way. And Nomad players mm-hmm. are like, sure, fine, whatever. Like, yeah, moving yeah, along. Like, there's not some new thread on the forums about how completely unplayable and garbage this army is now that one unit went up six points. Yeah, right. Like that's the number of players are like, yeah, sure, okay, fine, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, eh, whatever. Oh, well, yeah, we, you know, six points, okay, we we understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we Toha are the undisputed sleeper. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in a month. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I I I really think Yujing got a lot of amazing upgrades that are just sort of there and people know about them but i don't know maybe there's just like some yujing salt that exists and so maybe there's sure. like the, the opposite of rose colored glasses i don't know you know pano got yeah. something better always right i mean i guess the thing is also it's like when you're not getting a ton of new units it's like you know a point a stat point here a stat point there a slightly different loadout mm-hmm. it's hard to initially be like oh how much better is this yeah but it i mean is one yeah of when i was going like going back to the luge like it was used to be fizz 12 cc 15 so again a fit it dodges up one better and it's you know well, it dodges one better and it lands yeah it lands, it lands two better significantly yeah yeah uh, <clears throat> one of the sad things about the change was ado lost uh being a quanchi controller so, oh oh which would have been fun i mean with the new with the changes to Petrus orders, it makes sense because it's like, oh hey, I can bring a thirty point Adel that you know it's link if you're in ISS is linkable, mm-hmm. and I have four Quang Shi that now 
can sit there and not move around in weird ways. Yeah, you want to talk about ISS? Sure. Let's do it. Well, actually, I wanted to say one more th- one more small thing that I think affects it affects all of Yujing. Yeah. Um, Yujing, in my experience, always felt like a SWC starved faction, and with a lot of these. With a lot of these heavy... Well, the thing is... Sorry, maybe not starved, but they can put a big gun damn near anywhere they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I want to route. How about one of the Spitfire? You want heavy infantry? How about two missile launchers? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done a lot of reducing... A lot of uh, reductions of the two SWIC go down to one and a half SWIC, mm-hmm. which is the difference between having three and four um, you know, big guns in the list. So I think that that's something that they can actually go pretty far in vanilla... Uh, you can spread out, you know, more sniper rifles. Um, clearly, more HMGs and Spitfires, missile launchers. You just have a little bit more leeway with that, uh, which I think is is great for their firepower. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. true. But yeah, let's jump into uh, let's jump into Imperial Service, the army that James started with, completely one hundred percent by his choice, with uh-huh. no influence whatsoever from outside sources. Yeah, I've right off the bat, like, <laughs> you know, I was as I was preparing for the show, I was you know going through all the list, and maybe it changed since N4 dropped because I thought they used to have it, but one of the big changes I noticed was crane agents. Not that I use them that often. Lost core, they're just wild cards now. Oh, interesting. So you can't have like a core of of five cranes. Yeah, or I like think- the. I think or they'll the survive. Crane. Well, you could used to be able to take a crane C, uh, celestial guard uh, core, which like you could That's do right. some weird options, but uh, you still can, right? You can't. You still can, but you can only take one crane instead of two or something. But I mean, I think you can take awesome. as many wild cards as you want, right? There are some. Well, there are. I think you talked about previously, John, where you could just add a wild a crane. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I got you. I got you. Oh, can you have multiple wild card troops? There are some. Yes. My understanding is that you can, but some some wild card troops are marked as one only. Yeah, very few of them are though. Yeah. Um, in this case, yeah, cranes are just absolute wild card. You can take three cranes, but all three of them in one link with oh, one Guangxi and call the Guangxi link. All right, so that's not different. But yeah. Well, the difference uh... is how you can put a crane and a Guangxi link. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Like you would make my crane better if I could spend ten more points to give an extra burst and two ablative dogged chain rifles. Seems strong. For ten, for yeah. ten points. Ten. Ten. Remember, oh, usually I... got worse. Uh actually yeah. got worse. Uh yeah, actually got worse. Well, I think the big thing, I guess, which <clears throat> having just played really Yujing is the diva being added. That's big. Um, oh that's a that's a very subtle Subtle addition right there. Deva. And, and the Dakini can now link with it. What do you mean? The Dakini can form a Harris with in the uh, Divas. Yep. So, Son of a biscuit. I did not notice that. Yep. So Davis have Harris. And you can throw a Dakini in there. Well, that's yep. different. So you could have a Deva and two Dakinis or two Deva and one Dakini. Or three Davis. Yeah. So I mean you guys have played you have played more factions, so what would 
what would you play with this? Would you bring like a Deva, like the Spitfire MSV2 and the Killer Hacker? Just the oh, hacking no, I'd device? Do, I would do the Dakini Paramedic, the Dakini HMG, and then probably a cheap Deva or a Deva FO. Actually, maybe the triangulated. Oh, that's be lieutenant. Yeah, triangulated fire sensor doesn't be lieutenant. Probably yeah, that. There's both, op- there's both options. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that for sure. I would do the the sensor, the Dakini HMG, the Dakini paramedic. Like that mimetism HMG is no joke. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you need the the Deva bot in ISS, especially with the prevalence of Guangxi, right? Um, yeah. I'd rather spend the points on something else that would add to the army. I mean, there's there's an argument for like, well, if you lose the ox you're not losing an order, but I don't know. It's it's a, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's not as as a no brainer as it would be in like say OSS to take a Deva with sure. robot. But um, I mean, hey, you can throw a uh, you can throw a wild card in there, right? You can. So you could you could take one Deva, one Dakini, throw in a crane or Guifang. Yep. Yep. Or Adol. I don't know if Adol or Adol Adol, whatever. I don't know if Adol will be that effective in there. But yeah. there's definitely there's some flexibility in there. I really like Dakini Paramedics. It's oh, they're six, my favorite. Yeah, six four mimetism specialist. Mm-hmm. Speaking Perfect. of six four mimetism specialists, the Garuda gained mm-hmm. forward observer. Oh. That's a new profile. Yeah, that's they, that's huge. Specialist. So one one of the big things that um, ISS really suffers from is that they have not a lot of ways to get into the midfield very easily. Right, they have to yeah. shoot their way there, and now you can just walk a Garuda on and push a button if you need to, and it'll get there because it's fast. It's twenty points. Like that's super that's, affordable. That's so cheap. Cheap specialist. Yeah. Yep. And and uh, a mimetism six four, you know, combi rifle. Will happily mow down a lot of things. Oh yeah, no, Nate messed me up pretty badly with one <laughs> in the game that we played. Yep. Like with the uh, with how unrisky airborne deployment is, I mm-hmm. see airborne deployment as just a, such a massive tool. Yep. Um, in this edition, uh, Svorza is now an ABH for the purposes of fire team composition. That's new, which I think just means that you can um, do a duo, right? Right, but you can do him with Miranda. Which I love for many reasons. That's kind of a fun, like, Bonnie and Clyde. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, my favorite before was the Bounty Hunter um, Red Fury. And, you know, you downgrade the range bands a little bit because you have X-Visor, but you upgrade to having Viral, which is pretty rad. And I think this is a great, a great duo to have. Uh, I will definitely be trying it out because I love, I love Sforza and I love Miranda. And I think they, uh, it's an underrated duo to have either in here or in Tegusca. So it looks like Tawu has also weaseled his way into the graces of the uh, Imperial service after yep. leaving, leaving the, uh, the white banner. Um, what do you guys think about that for 25 points, basically for counterintelligence and a pretty devastating close combat fighter. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm still pretty cold on Tawu. He's fine. I, I think I think this is a this is a playstyle choice, right? I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think this is a this is a like general purpose. It's good choice. I think this is a, if it play, fits your playstyle choice, then take it. 
Well, I don't know. So, like, so I guess you have hollow mask, right? So he can disguise himself as something else, which means that your yeah. opponent doesn't know that you have um, Tawu. So when they go to use counterintelligence, you know, when you when they go to use their command token, you get to surprise them with counterintelligence. If you go second, you still don't have to give up the fact that you have Tawu. Yeah, I brought him the first game I played against Eric, and you know, disguised him as a celestial guard because I was hoping. That since he was playing hack to like have a fide try to go after one of my celestial guards that were masking as lieutenants. Mm. So I was like, well, one of his lieutenant ones, this guy, if he goes for this one, I'll, you know. You know what happens to me a lot? When I, when I do that, I feel like what I end up doing is I end up hiding the decoy so well that people just feel like, eh, it's not worth going after your obvious lieutenant. Yeah, I think. <laughs> You you have to. That's more. That's a very meta choice, right? Like I think a good a good example of that is when you um, you fainted a custodier hacking device plus lieutenant against me, and then you defended the living shit out of it. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. not gonna bother now. And you're yeah, like, right. no, please, please try to kill her, please. Don't kill this thing. But I was like, really no, I'm different. I'm gonna push the button and just walk away. <laughs> I mean, the hard thing is like burst three nanopulsar. Like that's fun. But like, right. so what? But 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 again, like you have to move it up, and like it's not a specialist. Like, I you know I pretty much all I did is like it's just gonna sit there as a backfield protection for twenty five points. That's kind of expensive when you can have four Quang Shi as your backfield protection. Yeah. Or if you're an ISS, or you're an ISS, you can have like eight of them if you want. Right. I I just I just don't know what. Like, what problem is he trying to solve, right? Like, as an engineer, this feels very much like solutionism. It's like, hey, do you want dual viral pistols and dual, like, triple nanopulsar? Uh, don't you want that thing? I'm trying to sell it to yeah, you. Like, like make, make me relevant. Give me job security, right? It's just like, yeah. what, what, what do I do with you? Like, why do I hire you? Like, what am I paying you for? Right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I want this thing. It's, it's not bad on paper, right? And I mean, like... Um, uh, like tabletop shotgun saying is might be better here than in Druze. Um, I just I just don't know what he does. I I really I really don't know how to work him into my playstyle. Like I just it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean of, of all the of all the hipster units, I'm surprised I haven't seen you run him yet. But like he doesn't. You run Nauf before he was good. But he did something. <laughs> there was a... Nauf is like I you know playing Eugene. It was like. You can take now, or you can take Sunzay Lieutenant for twenty more points and have Strategos level three, which is now downgraded. But sure, but I mean, like, like now answers the question. You're like, I want to kill a thing across the board, and I want to do it efficiently, right? And now is like, I can do that thing, right? And yeah. you know what? What? What is that thing that Tawu does? It sits there and looks pretty. You know, he looks so good. He like that's what he does. He looks great, but the really the problem with that is he's never going to be himself. He's going to be some other thing to hide the fact that you have counterintelligence. So like you can't even use your damn model. <laughs> I've got this really cool model. No reason. Yeah, you're like, like right. Like, that's like that's the biggest like stroke of genius by CB. It's like let's give let's give them an amazing model, right? And then let's give them all the incentive not to put it on the table. <laughs> poor him poor him i just um, i just don't know 
Like I, I want to like him. I want to, I want to be all hipster and be like, hey, he's amazing. I just, I just don't know what, what role he fills. Maybe, maybe something will come up in the, in, in the, as the meta shifts, is, and he'll fit into my playstyle. But right now, I just can't shoot and horn him in. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Well, so going back to just general ISS changes, right? Like their their fire teams have been mixed up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing is that the Quang Shi can be joined by any by one of any Celestial Guard, so you could theoretically throw the Sniper or a Spitfire in there for a maximum link bonus. That's an interesting thought. Um, so does, does that link team block you from putting a wild card in then? No, because it's no wild okay. card. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so you could do a crane, a, a, a CG, and three Guangxi, or you could do like a crane, a CG, um, I don't know, Guifang or or Adol, because they're both wild card. Yep. Um, so Zhang Ying, they can join Wu Ming, which I think they did before, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then the Xian can join join Zhang Ying, which I think they did before. That's not really anything new. Um, Bow Troopers got different. Yeah. They're not core anymore. That's a big thing. And credit, you would never take a core of Bal. If you did, you were being weird on purpose. Yeah. So here's here's what I really like about Bal. Yep. It's the Bal boarding shotgun. Actually, sorry, both of those profiles. The boarding shotgun or the combi light shotgun. Okay. Either one of them. All right. Um, it's the same reason why I like the um, the Macrep, uh Combi light shotgun or boarding shotgun in combined. Mm-hmm. It's MSV2 plus a direct template weapon. So if I you know if I, I throw smoke, I walk up, you have to declare dodge. I can shoot you at plus six, ignoring my smoke modifier, or I can burst two template you. Okay, but I I I will counter with this. So with the with the uh, the Luduan, you're still going to be at negative. She's off the bur- the burst two direct template, but you're going to be at negative six, firing through that smoke. That's I mean, I'm still right. lighting you on fire one. with two heavy flamethrower templates. Right. What if they dodge? Are you going to flamethrower template them? Dodge negative three against two hits with the flamethrower template. Maybe. Sure. Why not? Or I'll just go somewhere else. I mean, or, but the. The bow can shoot you at 18s with burst two. You still have to your get dodge. the bow there, right? Like, what is the bow going to do when he's there? Like, that's that's the problem I have with Tawu, right? Like, yeah, you can do all kinds of crazy, annoying shit with Tawu, and just like shove him up, and you can like lo 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 lo. I've like triple down upholstered you, right? But like, then then what? Then something just like swings out, you know, at 16 inches, and he's like, oh no, and then dies. Okay, here you go, yeah. John. You could uh, burst two flash pulse someone through smoke. Sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, looking at the chat, Sorcerer was uh, talking about his favorite. Harris is the pheasant tackleware plus sniper bow plus uh, goo fang. Okay, let's take a look at this thing. So, is it, sorry, uh, a bow it's... sniper, right? Yep. Pheasant what? Back uh, away from theory. And what was the last one? Uh, the Grief Fang. Oh, Fang. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I take that. Sure. Sure. Would you? I mean, you would. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of it's two and a half swick. I I have a hard time with uh, Harris's that are that swick heavy. Having tack awareness on the Red Fury is pretty rad though. Mm-hmm. And the bow does let you move up and shoot. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't leave. I would. I would treat this like a bolt link, like that. Like this to me is the same thing as the, um, the, uh, the. It, it does the same thing that the bolt, Hannibal Massacre Harris does. I one thing I, I like this a lot, but like if you're moving this up into the midfield, do you really want a sniper of midfield? Yes. Yeah, because John, you, good work with this. Because you push it up the side, and then you can shoot the other half of the table with it. So you basically rotate the table 90 degrees and now you're shooting on good range bands to their other skirmishers on the other flank. Which they're not, most people generally aren't expecting. The Red Fury. Right, yeah. yeah. If you're closer, then you have a Red Fury or, or a combi rifle. Um, mm-hmm. And then anything that's really close, you just do mad trap bullshit. And then you, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, a, great, this is a great Harris. I think uh, I would definitely play this. Um, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not the Bolt Hannibal... Massacre, like I'm missing Eclipse Smoke, and I'm missing uh, Marksmanship, but I mean this is this is also great, um, and and you can set up trick shots with the with the uh, MSV2 because you have a presumably a Quangxi link on the other side of the table or something. So yeah, I th- I think this is great. It's it is a lot of Swick crammed in there, but everything got cheaper Swick wise, so I think this is fine. So they've also put Chain of Command on all pheasants, but I guess that doesn't make. Because they got rid of the sniper pheasant, which was a chain of command. Um, I mean, that just means they're all they're all. Uh, yeah, it just means that they've added it to the hacker, really. But they've come down a lot of points too. Yeah. This is this I is mean, pretty that rad. Ki- that killer hacker, or even hacker emitter. It's if, pretty fun too. If the red fury had an emitter, I would take this all the damn time. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. I would too. Like, yeah, for sure. So, how do you think that uh, is ISS going to be any better or worse with the um, with the fifteen order cap? Like, that's pretty contentious. I know that a lot of uh, a lot of IA play or ISS players, <clears throat> satchel, um pretty much only <laughs> leave home with eighteen to twenty orders. What, what do you think about that, James? I mean, I think. I I started since I started on ISS. I started with like limited insertion list, so you know heavy heavy infantry core, and then moved to eighteen, you know twenty order lists. I, it definitely, I feel like it's gonna force you to take more different lists instead of like oh hey here's my like one group of, you know a celestial guard, eight Quangxi and a Rushi. Like that's seventy points. I think that used to be seventy points. Okay, now I have 230 other points to make another order group. Let's go. Like, it was kind of hard to argue with that. It was so cheap and efficient. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, you know, it, it's going to change the play style, which isn't bad. Um, it's just Do you think your ISS effect. lists are going to start with the four Quangxi and the controller? Probably. I mean, that's how, <laughs> my, that's how my vanilla lists start, too. It's like, toss that in. Right, it's it's kind of like playing combined, right? And doing like here's the two, here's the two Icadrons, here's the two Amatrons, here's the two R drones. Okay, what's next? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's definitely more expensive now to take a Quang Shi because you have to take two controllers. Oh, is it one per four? Yeah, that's fine. 
I mean, you'd have to, I mean, you'd, you'd have to do that if, if you wanted to put them in two different groups anyway. Yeah. So. Fair. Um, so yeah, you can split up the groups and it gives you more smoke on the table. So it's not, yeah, yeah it's not awful. <laughs> it, yeah. it means you don't have the order group drawn anymore of one Rushi, one controller, and eight Guangxi. That's true. But I mean, I think that's good. So I, I think I think ISS is probably um, a, I would argue, stronger than it was before. I mean, in, like, let, let me qualify that statement. So in the past, when you did have that order group, which was eight Guangxi, Rushi, and a controller, that was really, really powerful. If something bad happened to that Rushi, though, that group is kind of meh. I mean, there's, you can do a ton of... Well, no, no. You, you can do a ton with Guangxi. Right. If you read any of my battle reports where there's Quangxi involved, you can get a lot done with eight orders of Quangxi. Like you can destroy a flank or destroy both flanks if somebody's not careful. Um, but it, it does take a fair bit of finesse to make that happen. Um, so I guess I guess the point I'm trying to make is that because we're capping the orders, you're gonna you're gonna take less Quangxi and more uh, well-rounded units, and your list will be more well-rounded in general. So you won't see something where it's like one maybe th one to three heavy hitters and then a bunch of orders like that was a pretty standard iss list in the old days right mm -hmm. um, but now you'll see like one or two heavy hitters a pile of Quangxi, and then you know some mid-range units like i don't know a couple of bikini paramedics or like maybe this this harris that we were just looking at um so i think iss list will be more um uh more uh resilient to damage right because like, if you think about it, uh, having played a lot of U.S. Ariadna, there's a very specific list of things you need to destroy mm -hmm. in a particular order. Same is true for ISS. So either I am on the opposite corner. Like the game I played against James at Adepticon a couple of years ago, um, I was like, okay, the Rushi and the Sien are in the same corner of the field, so I will deploy on the opposite corner and therefore burn those you know, eight orders that they each have just walking across the midfield and then they don't have the orders to get back to the other side. And then I can, you know, Shikami one of them, which is basically what happened. Right. Uh, and then James is like, crap, what do I do now? Right. Um, so I, I don't think that's going to happen as much. Cause like, sure you take out the Rushi, but now they've got a, a Ludon or this, this Harris to back it up. And there's still some presence and actual go, like gunfighting power on the table. So I think um, they'll like the, they lost some of their character in the sense that, uh, I can I can be this crazy alpha strike thing where the Rushi just keeps coming and won't stop. And then, okay, now, okay, thank goodness the Rushi doesn't have any orders. Like, now the Sien has seven orders. And, like, now you've got an MSV2 HMG just, like, mowing down the other side of the table and killing the rest of the stuff that wasn't dead yet. And you're like, stop, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So that's gone, right? That's that's less, less of a thing. Um, but you can't really do that to them, right? You can't snipe the Sien and snipe the Rushi, and they're just like, crap, what do I do now? So I think I think it's probably more of a like it reduced the variance and arguably reduced the power of the Alpha Strike, but I think overall they're stronger for it. Interesting. So do you think that I mean inherently it's going to require them to spend more orders on objectives and less orders on rushing things, right? Or or you know killing people with Battle Cat. I mean ISS does suffer from similar problems as NCA, right? They have to shoot their way to the thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean. Now they have to play that game a little more strictly. Right, they still have the ninja. The ninja's still there with the yep. either the, the SMG hacking device, the TACBO killer hacker, mm -hmm. or the Ford Observer. Um, I don't think that's changed. They're still pretty expensive for the non-killer hacking options. 35 points with the FO or hacker. Yep. Um, 
But I mean, like like NCA, they have a midfield, you know, non-camo specialist in the Canron. So maybe we should talk about the Canron a little bit. I think the Canron was pretty polarizing um, back in N3 days. Like people, some people were like, Canron are stupid. They don't have a camo state. Why would you ever use one? Then the people were like, Canron are amazing. Um, you know, there's like... Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. So there were, like, I'm trying to find the... Uh, yeah, so like... Uh, Sorceries was saying in chat, like, Cameron is ridiculous because of Cyber Mask Surprise Mono CCW. Uh, CC21, MA1, you can just go and slice something in half, right? Yeah, that's the thing now. That's not bad. That's not bad. And so MA1 is giving the opponent negative three, so you're surprising them basically at negative six. Yep. Um, which only puts them at the same level of surprise that they had previously, actually, uh, since surprise attack previously was negative six. Right. Um, but mono is mono. Like, that still hurts. Mono is less good for, now. It's really the not having to roll for Cyber Mask that, that changes them. Yeah, that's a big deal. But, I mean, honestly, they weren't really concerned about deployables anyway because they had all over Drector. So right. It was like, go away, deployable, I don't care. Okay, thanks, moving on, right? So I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think Hollow Mask is less interesting to them as a result because they can just spit out a bunch of hollow echoes and clear all the mines that you want. Um, but do you think, mm-hmm. I say, do you think you would ever take either of the mine layer options over um, a specialist? That's tough. Uh, I think it depends what, what mission it is. Right. Right. If it was, um, there's definitely, there's definitely a place for it. Uh, I would probably consider taking the mine layers in vanilla. Um, just to have more midfield pain for the opponent, depending on what, what mission it is. Uh, but like a really fun thing to do would be to take a Canron disguised as a, as a, um, a Hulang or something. Right. Mm, yeah. Come mm. and hack me. Oh, too bad. I'm a killer hacker. LOL. LOL. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's, that's sort of the way I used the Canron in the past was to disguise it as something hackable. Um, yeah, exactly. Go my hollow child trip the mines for me. <laughs> Uh, James, have you? Uh, I was thinking, James, have you put any thought into the the Canron? Uh, no. What were you saying that the monofilament got worse? I was trying to. Oh, uh, just because because crits don't work the same the way they used to, right? So if I crit oh, a tag, okay. it doesn't immediately get removed from the table. It still gets the roll. Gotcha. So I mean I that mean, that like we'll talk about it more when we get to JSA, but like I think that really uh, made made like Kitsune and the Oniwaban a little less attractive. Because that happened. Right. They don't just delete. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, like, that was such a big deal. Like, you have... Uh, I mean, it it definitely is a is a positive thing in the sense that it removes a very serious uh, and impactful negative play experience. It's like, I brought the cool <laughs> stompy robot. No, it's cool stompy robot for you. I lightsabered it in half, right? Um, but I, I, I really do... I, you know, I think monofilament hurt as a result of that. Um, yeah, I guess especially as, you know, CC, you have a higher chance to crit, so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, I I took um, the Canran a few times. I think Adepticon was one of them. I took it, you know, running this, the hacker, killer hacker. I, I ran one of the specialists so that, you know, you can deploy eight plus eight inches. That's really useful to grab anything or push something. No, oh, look at that. So I, don't know if, so I don't know if I would ever put play a mine layer 
I mean, he definitely gives you more midfield protection. So maybe something like, um, trying to think. Right, Does that's actually a about the mind layer. Is that I felt like ISS had kind of a weak ARO situation. You know, they could take TR bots, which are great, but they they couldn't get like cheap linked missile launchers or cheap linked snipers. Celestial Guard are, are not budget. Um, I think so that strategy a- is is definitely not great anymore, though, right? Because you really start to feel the acute loss of orders when you like it's not it's not the fifteen order group issue. It's the fact that I'm more likely to split, you know, yeah. six seven instead of like ten three or something. That's the real big difference. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with what Sarsis is saying in chat. Mono, mono is better in terms of dealing with armor, um, but it's, it, it's, it's a different tool now than what it was, I think is probably the right statement. You used to be delete the tag, right? Or delete the big scary thing. And now it's more of like, hey, armor is a problem that we have to solve. Here is a tool for that. It is not as OP as it used to be, but um, you know now it's still a very viable option. It's just less... Like it's it's uh it's a less guaranteed thing than than like rolling Kitsune and just deleting something. Um. So let's uh, let's. I think ISS is pretty well. I mean, I think you covered a lot of the changes, right? It's a lot of small changes in the end. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing really big going in there, like sweeping, totally changing the way you're. Or sorry, I, ISS uh, making ISS less, other than the 15 order cap. Yeah. But I think at the end, that just means you're going to take you'll take that wild card crane. And throw them into sure. you know, throw them into a link probably with Guangxi. Yeah, um, I mean their midfield game got stronger. They got a lot more um, uh, specialists available um, with the with the uh, Garuda. That's a big difference, right? So so they did a lot of the weaknesses were shored up. I think in response to um, them losing massive order pools. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess maybe maybe that's a like uh, just to touch on what Sorcery is saying in chat. The biggest question is like how do you deal with uh, how do you deal with heavy armor in ISS? What is your tool for that? Yeah, it's it's a challenging one, right? They don't have the obvious things like APHMGs. No. You know, they have one uh, of these. Now that's one tool. The multi rifle with EM. And it's definitely would, one. Yeah, emitter, e- emitter is what I would take. Anything yeah. EM. But that's just me. That's how I deal with heavy armor. Um, <laughs> where, do you, where do you think of Luna as the virus sniper? Luna's great. Absolutely nothing bad to say about Luna. Fantastic. She she finally got MSV1 when every time I put her on the table, I'm like, she has MSV1. I ignore your MMT. Oh, wait, I don't. And I have to, like, you have to like, re-roll or roll back or something. So now, now what, she's actually the thing that she is in my head. So thumbs up for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, there, there is some, there's a little bit of a problem there, I guess, in terms of dealing with heavy armor. Uh, my, my preferred tools, EM, mono is quite valid as well. Um, the Cameron in the midfield would be quite reasonable. Yeah, triangulated flying through smoke is a thing. Um, yeah, we, 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 we talked about that a little bit uh, in some of our WhatsApp chats uh, offline. Uh, and that's viable. There, it's just a question of like sometimes like, you have to sort of pay attention to the numbers and choose the right number, right? When when you when you're doing it, um, yeah. No, I feel like great. that's a, that's an easier thing out of vanilla where you might have a Sheldon just right nearby for five points instead mm-hmm. of putting the special guard. You know, much easier just to drop that at the base, mm-hmm. whatever you put Luna. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, maybe I mean, maybe you'll take the bow. Maybe you'll take that MSV2 AP, uh, you know, multi sniper, right? Or, um, I mean, I would love to. I would love there to be a case for Sunday version two. I I think there is. Well, I mean, hang on, let's see. Uh, well, in 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 N three with the medium infantry change, there absolutely was. Uh, because that extra four inches of deployment can lead to some interesting angles if you have a fishbowl type table. Right. Um, and I, uh, Alex Sinkowski got me pretty good once. I thought I was safe from any sniper shenanigans, and he deployed not just Sunze, but also a ninja sniper. And I was like, where are all these sniper really? shots coming from? They're everywhere. <laughs> so That's clever. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think- High armor is still going to be a tough point for ISS. I don't think they really got any outrageous new tools to help them handle it. Yeah. Um, other than perhaps, I think, the Wooming EMLGL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have much in the way of AP. Yeah, they're very light. Um, no P- AP HMGs, no AP rifles, no... Okay. But they have they have a lot of other tools, right? Like so. I mean, you uh, have you have multi rifles, so I mean, those are AP, right? You have multi rifles. I mean, I would just throw Sforza in the mix as well, right? That plus two, sorry, plus one BS uh, adhesive launcher with the X visor is also good, especially because you can um, surprise people with that when they're not thinking about it. So, I don't know. Like, there's there's def- there's not a lot of direct answers, right? You're not gonna like yeah. march a Highlander gray AP HMG around the corner and be like, wow, okay, lol, lol, good job taking heavy armor. Um, but there's definitely a lot of options. You just have to be aware of it. And I think now that the order, the order count is going to be lower, you can, um, more easily justify some oddball choices, perhaps would be right. the way to say. So speaking of heavy armor, uh, segue. Yeah, that's pretty good. Invincible army. I think. Is another one of these, you know, like using in general, is another army that on paper you might just glance over and be like, everything's the same. Meh. Continue. What's next? But now I think there might be some argument to how you set up your mandatory full of tactical awareness and negative six mod links. Um, <laughs> namely, due to that ridiculous Shangji attack awareness AP shock HMG with Timbot negative six. That's wild card. It's right? just, wild. Just, just slap that in whatever link you want. Yep. If you're playing in, in, in Invincible Army, just like, you know what? Boop. A little a little bit of that, and it does all the things the other two guys can do, whatever. They're yep. unimportant. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're just as strong as they were before. They do all the <laughs> things. The, the army is just as strong as it was before. It does all the things. But man, Shang-Chi are just amazing. I love Shang-Chi. That's the reason why I did White Banner in the end. Yeah. Um, for now. Um, that Tackleware HRL, mm-hmm. that's rad. Finally, a weapon other than an HMG, I can take this Tackleware. They had that, I think, in and They did. They did. Was it Tackleware? Yeah, it was. I know yeah. they had it. Jeez. Well, okay. Because I, I took it once, I think. It's it's the thing was like it's like I think it got cheaper though it got better price wise I think it used to be like the forty five point point range. I mean thirty eight points and one and a half swick is pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, that sells light shotgun, which is giving it a burst two direct tempo weapon burst three in that link. Like that's 
That's a lot. Yeah, and then Chung Hee Jong or Chung Hee Jong is also a wild card. Yeah. So yeah, what's this thing you just do together really quick? So you've got the Shane Takaware, Shane G, APHMG, all of the stuff. Yeah. And then um Chief Young with the K1 combi rifle AP mines D charge. Yeah. And for the oh yeah, of course the Hydao killer hacker. Yep. That does everything. That does all the things. That does everything. Yep. It's pretty good. So I, I think we be remiss to not actually mention the the true single greatest change to Invincible Army. If not all of Yujing, that is that the Zensha is now shock immune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Finally. Because true. if I read anything if I, you know, got my information from the internets. I would be led to believe that that is the only thing ever that has ever mattered for Yujing ever. And that is the one thing stopping them from being a competitive top tier army that conquers all and puts the yep. space Pinochiana Australians to shame. Yep. Um, I mean, talk about, sim- talk about state empire disappoint. That was, uh, <laughs> that was, that was what was holding them back. That right there, that missing the, set of characters. That used to be merely, a horrible failing B plus. Yeah. No good. And now it's a solid A. Doesn't get dinner at my house. <laughs> I mean, I think what really improved the Zencha is the DEP. Loss of DEP to Panzerfaust with that shock immunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I mean, like, I would take that profile like every day. That's what I go to. It's like hacker or. Well, can we just take a moment to recognize how absolutely freaking amazing that model is? Yes, that model is super rad. Um, like the SMG with the Ford Observer bit slapped to the side with a DEP over the shoulder. Like that that model is the reason why you take that. It doesn't even matter what so it does. I'll go out on a limb. I know I said I was happy about the DEP to Panzerfaust change across the board before. I go out on a limb and say there is a place for the DEP. The only thing they needed to do was to fix it was increase it to disposable too. Keep the range bands at sixty inches because um, there's a spot for it. Um, yeah, I like yeah. a short range anti tank weapon. Yep. I mean, which is was fine on uh, your, any of these uh, infiltrating models. Like you're already at the midfield. That said, I'm not going to kick the Panzer fast out of bed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the most interesting changes Mm -hmm. for disposable weapons I've seen, not necessarily this model, but across the factions is, you know, if you had dual Panzerfausts going to now, it's like just, it's plus one burst. So instead Mm -hmm. of dual having, you know, having extra ammo, you have extra ammo. Now it's like, okay, I can really still only shoot this once. I get two bursts. Great. That's very, it kind of tempered the long yaw bit, except then they also gave it a flamenge spear plus one burst. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, oh crap, it, I'm out of anti tank weapons. Kill it with fire. Uh, speak, speaking of things that IA doesn't get. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah, need no it. No long yaw. They do not need it. They're absolutely fine. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and of course, there's the change to baggage that helps too. Um, right. Uh, I mean, the, the long yaw is another one of those units, much like the, um, the, uh, Vostok, where it's like, you didn't ask for this, and here's this thing that's really cool. Yeah. Have fun. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I use it to great effect. I mean, there's definitely something about, like, rolling around the corner and then seeing a Knight of Justice and me like, want to dance? 
Right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but speaking of rolling around the corner, something the Hulang will do a lot. What do you guys think of the new Hulang? I mean, they got OOD from Mimetism. Yeah. Pretty they good got deal. ODD. Yep. They got the Crazy Koala Profile. Mm-hmm. They got Duo, which I think only matters in IA. They had it they before. Had duo. They had Duo. Did they have it before? They did, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dan, was very, Dan was very excited about playing on the mountain table and doing Hulang, and I think he ruined somebody pretty good with that. It, that was me, actually. Okay, well, then you know all about that. I, yeah, I, I know exactly <laughs> what that could do. Yeah, they're pretty great. And they got the multi-rifle profile is new, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I very much like the multi-rifle profile. Um, it doesn't help that it's the second cheapest. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't hurt that it's the second cheapest. Yeah. Um, so you really, it's you know, it's the more budget choice, but I like multi rifles, and if I can have a multi rifle backed up with a light flamethrower and a guy with ODD and effectively two wounds, that sounds fantastic. Um, walking around the corner and face tanking something before you hit them with a light flamethrower is ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Now, compare here's the issue though: compared to the the four deployment eight inches, would I rather have the multi rifle? Versus a combi that gets eight eight extra inches of deployment with EM grenades, probably not. I mean, I think I think the Hulong multi rifle was explicitly designed for link use. Like you don't take it otherwise. That makes sense. Yeah, you take the two cheaper ones. Yeah. Well, it's your... not, well, it's not that they're cheaper; it's just they do other stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's it's really hard because before it was it was a it was a it was a difficult choice in terms of like, okay, well, the combi rifle lets me reach out further, even though the SMG is burst four, and you know that's that's a that's a consideration to make. Uh, and of course, there was the flamethrower as well. Um, but now that the SMG profile gets the crazy qual, that's a that's a big big deal. Um, and you're sort of incentivized to be close now because of the changes to dodge, right? So you're dodging on four inches with this guy as well. So you just roll around the corner, and now you're in base to base. So that's a big deal as well. And and if for some reason, you know, you don't want to mono something, you can decharge it. Yeah, it, yeah. actually, the decharge change right there is pretty big. MA2, CC22 mm-hmm. with a decharge. And MA2 is now the, the level that matters, Yeah. right? It's the plus three, minus three. So you're swinging at CC25 with damage 15 AP explosive? 14. 14, 14 AP explosive? Yeah, yeah you're, you're punching him in the face of the missile launcher. It's fantastic. Yeah, pretty rad. Yeah, I think that's already it's discussed. Great. Lujin got buffed a bit. Mm-hmm. They're pretty solid. So the, the thing is, like, with with IA, we were never going to get totally surprised, right? Like, IA was already, like, a modern take on where they wanted the game to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pre-N4, and then when N4 came around, like, look, it didn't change. Um, I believe that they're one of two sources... Of oh no oh never mind never mind they cannot get a burst six, uh, HRMC. No, they cannot. That's a shockingly in nomads only. Sorry, nomads, but they can still get their burst their burst uh, three missile launcher. I don't know if they really got any more, um, any more wild card to really take advantage of it. I gotta say, the burst three missile launcher is pretty hilarious. It's awful. I hate it's it. Pretty I hate hilarious. It. I never. It... Yeah. Like. I mean, here's the thing with burst five. Sometimes you have to hit them twice to kill them. Yeah. Right. 
first three missile launcher, it only takes one missile. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and the really scary thing is that um, if you want a tool to punish link teams that are out of position, this is it. Oh, yeah. Like, whoa. Because you just, you just split bursts against, like, three members of the link, and if they're out of position and clustered together, you can delete a whole link team. I deleted a whole Regatta link team with this guy. I'm just going to say that I'm I'm thankful and also a little disappointed they didn't just make them all linkable. But the potential for a burst three ARO missile launcher probably not not good. Yeah. Though, yeah, Yondor are fantastic. Again, the army is going to benefit a bit from the reduction in Swick. Mm-hmm. You'll get one more, you know, on average one more gun. Yep. In a list. Which is good because a lot of times, or I felt hacker. like a lot of times in IA list you had two guns, and then because you had to have a hacker in there somewhere. Sure. So, that's pretty solid. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, a lot of times you're taking something like a Dao Ying sniper lieutenant because you have the odd swick, and you're like, well, I guess I'll take that. Um. So I think they'll benefit quite a bit from having an extra gun. You might see something like a, I mean, you might see a Yan Hao on the table more frequently, or you might see. A hawk towel on the table more frequently. So, oh, interesting. Apparently, bioimmunity is 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 different because uh, IJW says that AP and mono tar- only have the targeted attribute. So, if you get hit with AP, the target's arm, and you choose BTS, it's not halved. Whoa! I mean, in this particular case, it's not really all that relevant. Right, given the particular stat line of arm and BTS. Well, so Yan Ho are arm five BTS three. Right. So I mean like I guess you hit with breaker ammo it's valuable. But if you yeah. hit with AP ammo it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean yeah, sure. It's good. It's, it's, it's a good it's, it's a good it's, thing to have filed up here and like your opponent will be like, Wait, what? And you're like, Yeah, it's it is relevant if you remember it. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't that's not gonna make me take this over something else, I think is the is the statement. It's a good rule to remember though. Yeah, good good call. Um, I mean I guess so what what he's saying with like mono, so would that be like if a K one was being shot at you, you could get still three BTS for your save. Oh yeah, I suppose that's a thing too. That's reasonable. There you go. Yeah. Again, that's if you remember if you remember it in that circumstance, yeah, it yeah. is good. I mean, it's, just, it's it. just the Yan Ho that have it in IA, so good to remember. Did they have it? They didn't have bioimmunity before, did they? I don't think. I think that's new. Oh, I, I certainly don't remember it being a thing. I was never excited about it, so who knows? Uh, what do you guys think yeah. about the Guija in this context? I, I think the Guija got so buffed. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a much more interesting tag before. So they've kind of done this with. All of the the quote unquote main like mainline battle tags, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Magariba Guard, the Guija, the uh, uh, the Raicho. They they made them all different. They made them more different, right? Before they were extremely cookie cutter, um, yes. and so now the Guija is like the the main battle tag that is good in close combat and extra maneuverable. Well, yeah, the sword actually means something now. Yeah, it's a DA Fizz 16 CCW hitting at damage 17 because of martial arts. Like, that's... And he's going to hit you hard. 
He has the MA level two, which again is the the level that matters, right? So he's going to be swinging at CC twenty five, and you're at negative three, right? And he has super jump. You can get there. You can. I think I think the big deal here is that uh, sometimes uh, you need you have some trouble getting to the right position to shoot something. Now you don't. Yeah. Yep. And it's like extra anime watching one jump off a roof and then like chop something in half. <laughs> okay, well, there's something to look forward to when we get our lore book. Apparently, there's there's a melee super jump shenanigans in the lore book, so we get to check that out. Oh, man, I I almost know. Once that book is here, I'll know. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, FedEx, do your thing. We believe. I will, assu- I will assimilate it instantly. <laughs> into your face. Yeah, I mean, for, but the thing is, it's still eighty-two points. That's fine, right? It's 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 expensive. It's equipment. It's going to affect you know. It's going to dictate the rest of your list. Um, it's not something like the the blue wolf, which is inexpensive enough where you can just throw it in a list. I mean, this like, basically it, replaces a Harris. Yeah, that's which the thing. Though, like yeah. replacing a Harris yeah. is big in IA. That's five orders. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's still potentially three orders of tag. Right. So I mean, I, it's it's a it's a choice, but I don't I don't see it as like a debilitating one. So James, you played IA. Um, I think you brought it to the Humboldt regular and Ragnarok. Yeah, I played pretty so, much the same list for both. Yeah. So Ragnarok was the 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 ITS that we had up in Canada, mm-hmm. and is your list still is it the same list that you run today? I put it together before the show, and it's it's still viable. It's still like I think I had six extra points to play around with. Ooh. Um, so, um, yeah, I would definitely consider it. No, I had a Mo Wang uh, with NCO to run around and kill things, and I had a Rushi to kill things on the other side of the table still. So, I mean, I definitely like having that option. I think in a list which the Rushi gives you, but I guess now you could use a Ludon with uh, MSV1 to get through smoke or some some kind of um, mm-hmm. visibility mod gives you that extra, extra oomph. So do you think, uh, do you think IA sells a place competitively for you, Jing? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everything's competitive. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't everything, know why from, everything from Eugene's competitive. Eugene is You're super, super strong. You there you go. You had it here. Wrong. You heard it here. <laughs> it's Direct the all hate mail really to Roman Legion competitive. on the forums. His name is James. I'll send you his address. Yeah. <laughs> presents only. PM me after <laughs> the show. Presents only. Yeah. <laughs> send, send him a bunch of Hawk models to assemble. <laughs> there we go. I still have like half of my Rama stuff to assemble. <laughs> It's like I was. I think my list, uh, my pile of stuff to assemble is maybe as big as yours, John. And it's mostly just two armies. I'm glad I have. This is my. Are you ready to see? Here's my infinity assembly pile. Wow! Oh, wow! Nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's not talk about any of my other assembly piles. My infinity one looks really good. Fair enough. That's all that matters. Still yeah. a game that matters. So that's uh, fine. Sorcery is with another excellent uh, observation. There's a bunch of linkable engineers in IA and Gizmo Kit, right? If you pass any of the roles, you get fixed. So that helps. You Gizmo Kit the thing. 
You Gizmo Kid the thing. Yeah, so that's nice. Uh, I mean, it's still, it's, it's still what you know, Gizmo Kid on eleven. So not the most amazing, but not terrible. But that pushes. I mean, that pushes it up over seventy five percent. Yeah, right? I mean, burst is burst is king still, right? So definitely, definitely not a bad thing. And uh, I'm I'm very likely to take a bunch of the engineers that are in IA because they're all good. So yeah, yeah, seems reasonable. Worth considering. Worth considering. Yeah, no, IA is. I mean, they're good. They were good before. They're still good. They're probably of the three sectorals the the least effect. Actually, both of the sectorals are pretty new, um, so no huge surprises. But a lot of small changes that are going to be good quality of life improvements. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the newest kid, the newest of the Yujing army, which is the White Banner. Um, I really like these models, and that is 90% of the reason why I decided that I'm going to play Yujing, and it's going to be White Banner. Yep. Um, so, James, you're going to buy Adam's White Banner off of him when he gets tired of them. Sh- Shut up, I mean, I mean, I, I already have it, so maybe maybe Adam will just gift them to me. <laughs> that's, nope. that's not, not like That's not a thing. That's not a thing. But... I White Banner is the one army that, like, I played, I think, three or four games on Tabletop Similar before and four. And on paper, it always looked good. And in execution, it was like, why am I not just playing vanilla? Interesting, at least right? to me. Hmm. So, so let's talk about that. So why, like, what, like, what of the, what sectoral are they, right? Like, if, if IA is the, um, you know, the heavy infantry sectoral and ISS is the Quangxi spam sectoral. Um, what is, what is white brainer bringing? And to me, it's, they have a lot of camo. If availability four Guilang, availability two Daofei, they can get three Hunden, um, a Kunai, two Longya. Like that's a lot of options for camo. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I, I sort mean, of four Gwailin, That's all the Guilin. Like, I mean, I don't think you'd ever take four. Well, that's sort of that, that sort of is like falling into the trap of vanilla again, right? Because if you're like, well, I want to play camo spam, that means you're not linking, right? And that means like the the reason why you take camo is to be in multiple places at multiple times, right? At the same at the same time, rather. So, you know, I I guess I would like I personally would rather still play vanilla, and I think James is in the same boat here. So yeah, they can do camo spam maybe better than vanilla, but I get a lot of other cool toys in vanilla. So you're back to this this thing again, right? They do also benefit a little bit from what IA benefits with with the uh, with the Shangji wildcard. Sure. So you can take a Shangji, except in this case, backed up with cheaper support. Um, you know, your your super Shangji plus a Jujack engineer is not a bad combo. Yeah, you know, the engineer lost the uh, lost the tin bot, but the Shangji has it, so not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, the The trouble is the way they're for me the way their links are formed. So Jujak can join a fire team of Shangji mm-hmm. while Shangji or Wild Guard. So what it means is if you want to have a Jujak and a Shangji in the same uh, in the same fire team. It has to either be a Jujak or a Shangji fire team to begin with. Right. 
which means you can't fill it out with cheaper. Um, if you want to do that, you can't fill it out with cheaper Zanshi. Okay, so I have I have a, I have a I have a problem statement for you. I guess uh, it's like I'm, I'm I'm sold on the Shangji APHMG. Like, sure. I need no convincing to, for for me to put that on the list. Uh, sell me on Jujack. On Jujack, it's a movement six to wound heavy flamethrower. Okay. It's a USRL player. That's everything I've always wanted Minutemen to be. <laughs> but for five points, I could take a Quangxi and Vanilla. And it does mostly the same thing. It Does it? Yeah, why not? I mean, two wounds versus, versus one wound of Dogged with all the shock that's out there now? Yeah, but then I don't... But the thing about two wounds is, like, the reason why it's two wounds is, like, you can make the statement that, like, I can come around the corner and then do a bad thing to you and I don't care what happens to me. But that's also right. true of a Quangxi. I don't care if I lose the Quangxi. It's there to die. In fact, I want to run up close to you and then I want you to shoot me and then I basically get a burst two template because you shoot me, I but don't the, go die. The Jujak isn't there to die. Right? The Jujak is there to, to dominate the area. Well, the Quangxi is mean, to go there and clear it out and then offer no resistance for you to take it back. Sure. That's a thing. Like a Jujak is going to walk up, peek around the corner. If you don't, if you if you decide to shoot because you need to kill this Jujak and you have the ability to do two wounds in your attack, you still have to hit it. You still have to get through armor six and cover. Mm-hmm. Like there's a a high likelihood that the Jujak is going to survive the attack no matter what. And even if and if you can't do two wounds with your one ARO, it's guaranteed to survive the attack. Okay, so then why not take a Guilang instead if you want to control an area? Because so a Gulang or a Guilang isn't going to again when you when you're doing the the boarding shock an example right like you're you're peace trading if you sure. go with that town. But I could also just throw it on a mine. You can do that. That is a thing. They are also similarly cost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I guess I guess my point is right. Like I just don't know what would make me want. Like, I'm not disputing that heavy infantry flamethrowers are bad. I'm just like okay. they bring one tool to the table with a Jujak? Yeah, and so they're less interesting to me. And like Obi makes you know Obi makes a great point. You know he's saying like my statement of heavy infantry flamethrowers are great. Flamethrowers kill anything maybe in one hit, right? So that's amazing. Uh, um, uh, yeah, BS13 combi is also great, right? Or even a Spitfire, great. But like. I think in the era of N4 where every slot matters and I'm not linking them, let's say, right? I, like, like I, I, don't, I don't think a Jujak is a thing I would take in vanilla. Uh-huh. I might take it in White Company or here to be link filler, right? Like, so the Tinbot profile is interesting because it has Panzerfaust and that's fun. Um, the Engineer is also great, right, in a link. No problem with that. Uh, but I guess, I guess, you know, it's it's... For for a profile to me to be super great is like, is it viable both in the sectorial that it's from and vanilla, is is the bar that it has to cross for me, and I just don't know what I want the Jujak for. It's not bad. It doesn't really fit my playstyle. I'm just, you know, like it it doesn't. Maybe it's because I came from Nomads and I didn't come from US Ariadna. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe you're like, oh, what my Marauder gets two wounds now, 
Your yeah, I was like your your EM fetish is my fire ammo fetish. Okay, that's fair. I understand like, that. That makes sense. Like to me. I can burn your ass to the ground. I have a yeah, like uh, that's why I have a Spitfire with a heavy flamethrower. I have all of the things that I've ever wanted in one profile. Oh, and here comes Lauren. <laughs> Welcome to the studio. Oh, hi. hey Lauren. Hey <clears throat> So, I I, I mean, like I think you, Jack. And maybe let's, it is let's just put because it like I, this. If, if you're gonna link it, you're going to you have to like the only wild card, like the only place you can put it is in a Shingji because it's the only wild card you have. I guess you have the oh, you have other wild you cards. Have the, you just... have the Ling Gong wild card, and it's, I think that's most yeah. I guess you have Adol well, as well. Yeah, so Ling Gong. These, these are all expensive. Well, Queen Gao can be in. Uh, Shang-Chi. So you could do Shang-Chi, um, Quang Gao, and a Jujack. Yeah, I mean, do you want to do that though? Do you need two HMGs and one Link? No. You'd be doing that, you'd be taking a different Shang-Chi. I don't know what Shang-Chi, yeah, like because you what, want the Shang-Chi. I guess that's the other question. Like, what Shang-Chi would you take that isn't the AP HMG one? The Takaware HRL. Yeah. I like that profile. Me too. They bring the Jujack heavy Spitfire, Spitfire heavy flamer, or something like that. Yeah, honestly, it might just be the Jujack HMG that you throw in a Shang G link. Can you uh, throw no, Jujack? What? Wait, what? Who? Huh? There's no HMG. Jujack. Sorry, I said sorry. Jujack engineer that you throw into the Shang G HMG. That I buy. And, That's reasonable. Yeah. And then either a you know then whatever your third filler you know filler is right you already got a specialist, so you'd probably take either uh, Legong or another Shane probably not another Shane G because they're so expensive so it'd probably be two Jujack, the the filler Jujack the engineer and the Shane um the Shane uh, HMG. Oh, but I, I hate that so much. That's so that's so awful. <laughs> or you can throw a uh, Tiangao in there, their wild card. I would still take this profile. Which one? The grenades one. Oh, the grenades Tiangao? Yeah. The boarding shotgun grenades jammer? I'm interested in the grenades, not the jammer. <laughs> Jammer's fine. I want the grenades. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a fair third unit that can be in the in the link. Mm-hmm. It doesn't I mean, matter whatever it's pretending as. I mean, you could also put with the change to Mad Traps, you got the Killer Hacker Mad Traps combo. I can't go that one's not, that's not a first uh, that's Oh, a, yeah, that's right. You're section. right. Yeah, the section two. I don't know why they didn't just call it FTO. Because they wanted to be different. Fancy. I mean, Fancy. that right there is a little bit more interesting, right? Yeah, this this is a reasonable link, right? But now we're back into sectoral only land for Jujak for me. For Jujack. That's good. I mean, next, the Jujack Engineer by itself is a solo piece in vanilla. Uh, but I guess in vanilla for 30 right. points, you might want the um, the new named guy that has all the all the tools. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm saying. I mean, sure. Or crit. There's that. But where do you take, or where do you take the Lee Mao Engineer with Super Jump, MSV1, Mimetism? Yeah, that's, that's the vanilla. And Panzer Faust. That's, yeah, that's the vanilla yeah. engineer for me. Like that's that's the uh, Karu equivalent for Yujing. So, what do you think of a uh, Yimao Link? Mm, 
I think it's fine. It dies super hard to Albedo. <laughs> right. So they've got the you know they've got MSV one in Mimetism, which is a great combination. Um, total terrain, super jump. So they're maneuverable, but man, they're expensive to have a Harris of. They're yeah. they're if they're, they're HI prices for medium infantry, right? Mm-hmm. They're really strong though. I mean, also, yeah, well, there's, well, there's no reason you should you need to take a Harris either. No, I th- I think they're amazing as solo pieces. You can take a duo. I'd take a duo. AP Spitfire and like one of the specialist options. Right. That's fine. I would I would happily take that. AP Spitfire and then probably that engineer. <laughs> also true. I mean, depends depends what else is in your list. Um. I mean, but the thing is, like, as you start, like, building these Harris's, like, well, you could do that or you take a Blue Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, and the Blue Wolf does a ton. So apparently, yeah. apparently the Shang-Chi hacker is worth looking at. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Hacker, multi-rifle. Um, but you're missing the tin bot now. So you got so to figure out a way to get that. One. Yeah, I mean, like, you can, you can get the tin bot from somewhere, but that start, starts getting pricey. No, it's not. It's not as self-contained because I mean, like the Shangji AP HMG would be a vanilla choice anyway, right? Like I don't. He needs so no support at all. He can just do the thing he's gonna do, and be amazing at it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I think it's a if you're if you're investing in like a beefcake link, then yeah, I think that's quite reasonable to take the the hacker. Um, but it's a choice. All right, Blue Wolf. So he has like plus one everything. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Like, like whatever you want to do, it does more of it. Yep. And it really quickly, actually, I want to, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to this, Jane Jean, in a minute. No, that Blue Wolf is just an extra burst, an extra order, some extra CC, some extra damage. More dodge. Some extra dodge. Yep. Yeah, no, so it's it's hitting you at CC 26 when it berserks you. Mm-hmm. Not bad, it's berserking you from 10 inches away, punching in the face automatically. Mm-hmm. Critting on 14s with a DA Fizz 16. I think it'll be with the uh, martial arts bonus. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Does it, get, um, does it have martial arts? Sorry, not martial arts. Oh, you're right. Uh, no martial arts. So, yeah. yeah. DA 15, still solid. But, man, the, the plus one burst and plus one damage to the BS attack mm-hmm. gives it a damage 15 AP burst 5 Spitfire. It also means that it has plus one burst on the heavy flamethrower and plus one burst on the Panzerfaust. Yeah. So yeah, this is like the thing where I really, I guess you know you need a baggage bot somewhere nearby if you're going to use that Panzerfaust because like you're one, one and done pretty much if you're using your active. Turn. But to me, that Panzerfaust by the time you need the second shot, you should be about a foot closer to your opponent, right? So you're going to move true. in. I mean, I mean, yeah. how I utilized it in my game against Eric a few weeks ago was he had a missile bot and you know it was like well i'll you know from cover shoot this into the missile bot and you know my burst his burst one on my burst two it's not great but you know it was a fire lane i had to get down so how'd it go that extra burst. i mean that extra burst i i think uh i think we pushed or something on one die but then we i remember the burst like a second later, it was like, oh yeah, let me roll the other die. And that 
synced it in for any. So, I mean, it worked. It, it does what it needs to do. I mean, I sort of see the Panzerfaust as a as a throwaway thing as you're moving up, like clearing, getting through. Like if, like if I was moving through a fire lane, just like through yeah. and and like moving across the gap and just like having something to throw out so they don't get a free arrow, that would be reasonable. Um, also, using an ARO myself would also be fine. I, I don't really see it as like an active turn weapon that I'm going to rely on. Um, and I w- would think about a way to protect this guy in the active turn, like support him mm-hmm. with some longer range thing to clear that fire lane so he can get into the Spitfire range. Yeah. It's a but it's yeah. a nasty compact little tag. No, there's something. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. You just need to figure out a way to to get it into range, and it's not too hard to do. I don't think, especially with the uh, with the the new Hundun. Yeah, the Hundun being a being hidden deployment is a game changer. Yep. Um, I look at that Hundun X Visor HRL, and mm-hmm. that's that's it. It's an octaver. Congratulations, Eugene. I, I don't see it a, as an octaver. I, I oh, think it's I likely could. to die if you do that. It's it. The thing with the octaver, the octaver missile launcher, I mean, short of shooting you through a dazer, which I think lost the burst penalty now. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, what it really is, it's the I caught your link with its pants down. You walk your lake around the corner where you feel like it's totally safe, and then boom, I hit to cover four guys in that template. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't even matter if you shoot me down in the process. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's true. Uh, I, I, I see this more of as a way to clear a lane, but maybe that's because I play JSA, and I'm treating this like a better Ryukin 9 that you don't know where it is at start. Right, it's it's very similar to the Raiden, right yeah. from before. Mm-hmm. Has the X visor, the HRL, mimetism, camo, surprise attack, but now has hidden deployment. So it's it's a hidden deployment Raiden, is what it was. And the Raiden was, well, I mean the Ryukin Nine is the Raiden, right? So, right. Well, but now the Ryukin Nine has ODD. That's well, we'll talk about that at some point. When <laughs> um, we get there. Yeah, but, I guess I guess uh, you know, going back to what's going on in chat, um, there's been a lot of discussion in chat about like dodging in the active turn to get extra movement. Um, so the blue wolf has uh, a better dodge um, than right, other you can tags. move up, get shot at, declare dodge. Well, just to get the extra movement, right? That's a thing. Well, it's not getting any extra movement, right? Because you're either dodging three inches or walking four inches. Because the blue wolf is six four. Well, I mean, sure, that's fair. Yeah, but I, um, but you, but you, but you do get the extra movement without provoking the arrow, right? That's the thing. Oh, that's true because the timing is different. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, no, that's a thing. I, I guess I right? guess this is not a Eugene question, but a more general Infinity N four question. Do you guys see yourself doing a bunch of dodging in the active turn to like either get movement? without provoking arrows or something like that. I mean, cause you can set up a berserk that way by getting into the line of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without, without copying an arrow. But I mean, a lot of times you already could just depends on what the opponent is. Cause you can move well, within zone of control. They'll no, declare. no, but berserk requires line of fire, doesn't it? Sure. Sure. What I'm saying is that, that previously you'd move 
in a position that's in zone of control around a corner from something that you want to berserk. Because you're in zone of control, they declare change face, and then you walk around the corner. Right. Sure, I guess it would be sure, that's fair. Arrow. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that corner is protected by multiple arrows, then maybe it feels situational, possibly a little gimmicky, but yeah, it is. It's a it's a cautious move you have to roll for. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would do it because... Um... If you fail, what do you do next order? Yeah, I mean, this is this sort of feels like rolling, a, failing a bunch of whips on on a console, right? Yeah. Like, but I don't really have to do it. I could just move, and I'm guaranteed to get that move as opposed to having the chance. So it doesn't it doesn't have like because because whenever you engage in something that isn't guaranteed, like shooting at something, there's a there's you have to weigh the payoff, and I I don't think the payoff in this case is worth the risk of not not happening. Right. So. I don't know. But that's just me. I play maybe a little more cautiously than some. But I, I mean, I, I guess I could, I could see it like if you could move up and you're not, like you're you aren't able to see anything on your first movement value. You might then you could like dodge because you don't want to move. Like you're you know you're in that gray space of within a half inch or an inch of sure. being able to see something. You could just roll for it instead of just sitting there and waiting for your next order. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, I guess, you know, like like you said, you said and Clint is saying in chat, right? Like you can maybe just get some free movement or something like that. Like get that extra. It's it's a tool. But I mean, I guess I guess like, the question I'm asking is is not, there's absolutely cases we can engineer right now and will happen on the game table where it's valuable and we should do it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this going to be a thing you just autopilot do, right? You see what I'm right. saying? Is it part of your... Your your repertoire just regular. Yeah, like am, am I just I'm, is, is it going to be say like because like now I'm like okay I'm going to move move nobody cares am I ever going to say I'm going to move dodge nobody cares is that a sentence I'll say in a game I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to play more. Oh darn. yeah, I mean like you know the Shangji being example it's like well you can be eight or a ten movement like yeah and do you have a three three fit, uh, three and four chance of passing mm-hmm. about. So if you move, if you're going to move, move three times, if you might, or four times, I guess you might make up for it. Yeah, I think, I think what, what's really going to be interesting is the last turn button push scramble, right? Mm-hmm. Because, because you're going to, you're going to like, how are you going to feel at the end of that, like game five of a tournament on top table? Right, where you're like, you have to make it to the stupid button in the middle of the table with like some rando specialist that's in the backfield that like you didn't expect to do anything. It's like a doctor or engineer like attached to a palbot there to fix your tag. Everything is also just fucking dead, and you have to get it to the middle objective. Like, are you gonna move dodge? Yeah, I think it's a um, again, it's it's a tool to yeah. remember w- when you need it. But it's not something that's gonna really shape my gameplay. Yeah. I'm not looking for opportunities to like, well, what I could do is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's interesting. I just sorry for taking us down that tangent. I thought it was a fun little thing. Yeah. Um so here, here a, some, a link that you didn't mention, John, that I, I'm a little disappointed because you are the master of duos. Yeah. Is what about Jinko with a uh, with a Shaolin monk? Uh, I mean, it's fine. And for six extra points, he gets to th- drag around 
smoke and an ablative chain rifle. Five. Oh, yeah, five, five if you points. go with the uh, shock CCW, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't need the AC-7W. It's fine. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's fine. Don't hit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could throw it out there to provoke ARO and then, like, move if you really needed to. <laughs> this is my cautious <laughs> movement. Shoot this guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I don't know. Like, it, like there, this was discussed, I think, at length on my cast where, where, like... Kip was like, you could do exactly the same thing, and you could like set up smoke, and you're dragging smoke around with Jinko, and that's awesome. And Tom was like, I'll just freaking throw smoke with the impetuous order, and then I get the same yeah. benefit. And then I'm not, I'm right. not dragging this like weird link around. That does it? Does that make the Shaolin regular? I don't think so. So you can't spend the order in the link where it breaks no, it's it. True. Right. So that's weird, and you have to spend command tokens to use it. I mean, there's some argument that maybe like you throw Lan Kai in there. That's like a reasonable thing. But now, now that I think it's expensive. It does get expensive, and furthermore, like impetuous is not a drawback anymore, like at all. Right. Like you lose cover, yeah. so what? Like, all right, fine. And then uh, I think I figured out my my Shangji link. Yeah. It's okay. so obvious. I don't know why I didn't before. All right, let's hear it. It's your attack aware Shangji uh, with APHMG chain okay. gold firewall making six, right? Yeah, yeah. A Zanshi paramedic to keep his ass alive. Zanshi and a Zanshi hacker to love that negative six Timbot firewall. That's it. <laughs> Seven, 78 points. Your APHMG now brings his own doctor that is basically uh, whip 14 mm-hmm. because of the Shangji's physique. And your hacker is dishing out people at negative six and can burst to oblivion people. Burst three. Is it burst? Wait, what? Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess you, don't, you don't get the link bonus. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, burst to oblivion people with the negative six if they want to uh, hack you back. That seems okay. That does all the things right there. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd take that. Um, you're a little sad if you get EM'd. Yeah, you're always sad if you get EM'd. I mean, you could, you could, you couldn't bump it up to five and take a Jujak because, because they're sad. Because they're sad. Oh, well, or you could drop that uh, that hacker and throw in its Yang Gao. Yeah. For the killer hacker. I mean, what about like what? What if you made a mixed Yimao link? Right, where you took a Yimao engineer. Oh. Right. That's a thought. And then you take uh, this scenario. It's Yang Gao, Yimao, and Shangji. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. It's it's quite a few more points than the one I proposed. I uh, is it? it, it uh, it's one hundred three versus seventy eight. Thirty more points. That's not too bad. Twenty five. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's this not is, too bad. But this it's, is far more capable. It is maybe too capable. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe too like, capable. Like with my other one, basically you could just throw in an extra a Yimao. Anyways, sure. I don't know. I think you're definitely spoiled for choice. You can you can build a lot of interesting links. There's there's definitely restrictions due to the Jujak Shangji nonsense, but uh, I think there's a lot of gold to be mined here. I don't uh, I don't see myself taking a lot. I mean I don't take a lot to take a lot of five man links anyways. I but I either, definitely yeah. don't see myself looking into five man links for. Uh, white banner at all. 
Would you use Octavia? I, I just noticed she's in White Banner. Yeah, she's, she's always sectorial that she's in. She's also in Sasvasti. Because she understands. Yeah, right. Um, it's a, I mean, she's a brisk two missile launcher by herself. With I, I mean, Nalf isn't in here, so then she becomes relevant again. <laughs> um, but I mean, she, she's fine. But the thing is, like, she doesn't solve any problems for me. If I need to kill somebody at long range, I'm taking a Shangji to do it. I mean, I guess the thing is, you have the uh, uh, Longya, and you have the Hundun. Uh, yeah, like you have both of those. So it's a rad model. It is. Yeah, I'll probably be putting her into my uh, Shazvasi because I don't. I just don't see a big place for her in in White Banner. I think there's a spot for her in um, in Tagland when we start seeing a lot more tags. Maybe, but like versus what? I mean, she can kill a tag better than a Hunden in terms of raw damage output. I guess I don't know. I, I I'm 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 reaching here. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, like six sense helps against smoke, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, but you're probably not leaving her out to arrow because I think I think leaving her out is probably a mistake. Yeah. Like if I was making a list and I had the choice between her and uh, the kunai, I'd probably take a kunai hmm. for a couple more points. Yeah, I don't know. She's it's definitely it's she's definitely not like a, oh hell yes like Nalf is, um, right? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like basically like I was I was reasonably excited about her, and the statement I think back when we first saw her, uh, I think what I said was, she seems really cool. Let's see what they do to Nalf, and then I'll decide. I think that's exactly what you said. Yeah, and then they said it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay, goodbye, Octavia. I will I will yeah. I will assemble you and put you on my shelf of minis. Yeah, I think I think you're right with the Hundun like for the same point cost, I'm sure you're downgraded to a HRL from a missile launcher. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you're a plus one burst and you have mimetism. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, she's 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 a Interesting choice, for sure. But I, I, I think like, she's she's a for fun, and it will work. Uh, but I'm not sure I would rely on her to win me a tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think the most interesting game I had, or at least with uh, right banner when I played it in three against Eric was playing. Forget uh, the new Panos sectoral that came out with this. Chalheima. Yeah, is that they both have mimetism msv1 units and they have a lot of them mm-hmm. so they almost just counter each other perfectly yeah yeah they do uh, it's it's actually like not that interesting of a game but against other factions maybe it'll be a little more interesting of oh hey i have a bunch of msv1 mimetism units and for the tables that we play here once we finally play on the tables again mm-hmm. you know, having sat zones or low vis zones would be make it better mm-hmm. for sure so, what do you think of uh, what do you think White Banner 
lives in terms of uh, ITS? Do you think they're going to be a competitive scenario player, or do you think they're going to be too, I guess, too unoptimized? Um, I think we need more data to really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're still super new. Uh, you know, they came out you know, right around the beginning of COVID, so everybody wasn't really getting reliable games. Um, and then the then the interest in Infinity kind of dropped because of addition change, also COVID. Um, so I think there's just a lack of data surrounding them right now. Um, I certainly don't feel comfortable making like a big blanket statement about where they sit. I, sure, I can sure. tell you that they're not an immediate like glove fit for my play style. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely am like, okay, if I want to feel comfortable and I want to know I have all the tools I want, I'm just going to play vanilla and I don't feel like I'm hurting at all. Um, but right. there's definitely some interesting powerhouse links that uh, are, I think, waiting to be discovered and then that will fit really well with some people's play style. So I think, you know, they're, they're going to do just fine. They have all the tools that they need, right? They have um, hidden deployment, big guns. They have tiger soldiers, right? That's sort of just like we glossed over that, but they're there and they wreck face. Yeah. Um, actually, like, that's really, for me, I, I think they actually do kind of fit my play style, yeah. which <clears throat> it's because they're they're very good at putting your opponent on the back foot, right? They can get um, quite a few Gwailang on the table. Gwailang can surprise you with all kinds of nasty tricks between the the Deprep mine layer, mm-hmm. uh, or just, I mean, they're just good in general, right? An MSV-1 boarding shotgun through smoke is cool. Mm-hmm. Um so between like the Guilang, the Daofei, Tiger Soldiers, I can really put a lot of stuff in the midfield and in the back of your army that you have to deal with while I'm accomplishing the objectives. Um, and then they obviously have the bully with the Tackleware Shangji, which oh, oh, I don't, you know, it almost doesn't even need a link. It does so much stuff on its own. Yeah, it really doesn't. But I do like that you can have a drag along a paramedic uh, with the change to to medkits being Fizz 14 makes that very relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if you could carry out a, fizz, a whip 14 doctor, you would for 14 points. So I don't know. Like I, I, to me, they, they read, um, or 13 points. They read like a bully list. And, and I kind of like that play style. They don't really have a solid defensive link. You could take a double missiles on she or something. Um, I don't know if I would because you have so much midfield presence that the opponents will be dealing with that. You don't need um, you don't need a strong defensive link. Mm-hmm. They get a good number of TR bots, uh, I believe three, which I think is fairly standard actually in Eugene. Um But they get three, yeah, yeah. Throw a couple of TR bots in there. Throw a couple of Longa on there. Uh, some Guilang, a Daofei, Tiger soldiers. Like your opponent is just it's an uphill battle. Everything they do. So I, I kind of like these armies where you're you're forcing your opponent to walk through sand or run through sand to get to the objective. I'm yeah, just, I'm then, just starting to gather a, a list right now, trying to figure out something. Yeah, Tiangao, Luduan, like you can throw up a bunch of of hollow markers everywhere, and people won't know, even know what they're facing. Like, I, I think the more I look at it, like, you can take a couple bully links, but I do think it's feeling a lot like um, Lyric Sauce Vossi or some of these other armies where it feels like the strength might actually be in the availability. 
Yeah, that's true. I think that's reasonable. What do you think about this? Right, so you've got your your Duffy Lieutenant Hacker, which I love. Lieutenant multi uh, Lieutenant Hacker multi rifle decharges. Your Shangji Tech Aware on his own. Two Dwelling Mine Layers, two Dwelling Oh Hackers with full hacking devices, right? They don't get killers. Right. right. Um a Tiger Soldier, a Sanbei, a Yi Mao engineer, and a work bar. That's gross. Your opponent moves up to the midfield. They're gonna get hit with those with those uh with spotlights from all those repeaters. And you just rain hell on them with the missile launcher mm-hmm. or the HMG. Yeah, I think I think this is reasonable. Uh <clears throat> I think the problem is I, I I think I would probably opt out of the um I would probably opt out of the, the hacking game here in terms of the missile launcher. I think that's a mistake. You wouldn't ARO AR spotlight someone? No, I'm losing camo state for that. Maybe, yeah. Depends on what it is, I guess. Depends on what it is and where you are. Yeah. How long it will take them to get there. Because the thing like we discovered in our game with your nomads is that spotlight is really for forcing your opponent to waste orders to deal with you. So now have to waste orders to deal with you whether you're in camo or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a so, there's a there's a thing here. I think uh, I think playing camo saturation in the midfield is probably the way to do it, though. Um, there's probably this... like, sorry, go ahead. Like right here, I'm just looking at it. You've got the Dao Fates camo, four camo marker Guilangs, potentially two mines. Mm-hmm. If you're playing against an army, you're not going to spotlight or two repeaters. You know, your lieutenant your lieutenant order is fine on the Dao Fei. You're not using your command tokens for much in this list other than maybe coordinating um, mines. Yeah. Coordinating mines or coordinating, uh, recamming. Mm-hmm. So I think so maybe you I, can I, still I, use one or two safely for orders. Yeah. I think basically you play this like Shaz. I think your, your, your observation is, is, is a good one, which is that this looks a lot like Shaz Vasti because of the AVA. So you take maybe one Harris or maybe like, two effective duos that you really like. Um, and then yep. you fill the rest with Guilang and other high AVA things. That's the way I'm going to approach it when I finally get around to playing White Banner. Um, that's that's probably enough to... Something like this is probably enough to get me out of vanilla because of the additional AVA. So, yeah, I think I think that's the, the attack I'm going to take. Like, putting like building a five-man Shang-Gi Jack thing is not attractive. I'll just go play IA if I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So, yeah. James, are you gonna be uh, are you gonna be jumping into the white banner, or are you sticking to IA for a while? I'll probably start bouncing around between everything. Um, white banner. It's, I don't think it quite meshes with my playstyle, but you know, from this discussion. I you know I I would try maybe a list like this maybe instead of you know the relong hackers you take the uh, Tengao hackers and you know Harlow ask them or Harlow echo them or whatnot. Yeah, honestly, the biggest thing slowing me down from playing from you know trying to get more games than them um, you know other than COVID uh, is it feels a little bit like a glacial release for them. Still waiting for more Jujack other than just the heavy flamethrower dude. 
still oh, waiting. Just like model availability, you mean? Yeah, still waiting for the Shang-Chi. Um, That's also tied to COVID, though. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, not just production, but also like they can't hang out together and talk new designs because they're all at home. Yeah. So there's just there's just so much stuff that I'm waiting on. Like, I really hope they're going to make a like I haven't I haven't dug into converting them even because we haven't seen where they're going with them, but they're going to be supporting with a lot. But like, I really want to make a who do an HRL. I've been looking up trying to find the Raiden online and it's basically gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that Hoon HRL is rad. There's just so much stuff that I'm just waiting for these boxes to come out so I can play with. I think, I, think, I think a lot of the excitement of your making a new sectoral or joining a new sectoral is, is the modeling aspect. Yeah, I like seeing what they look like. Yeah. I mean, is there even a Tiangao model yet? Tiango? No. I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't even know if we have a dossier yet. Do we have a dossier? I don't think so. I was just Googling it. I don't think we do. So we have no idea what they're even going to look like. So, yeah, for me, there's all this stuff that are like, I, I, I want to know what it's going to do. I mean, honestly, the Jujack, the reason why you take it is because the model looks freaking rad. I buy that. And then you find a way to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, like, is there going to be a Jujack box with like a fire so. and engineer? Yeah. Huh? I would imagine so, because what we got was the copy rifle guy, right? Right, or a, a Shane G box, because we got the hacker already. Oh man, talk about a... <laughs> That's a box, right? It's like, well, you'll never put all of these on the table at the same time. <laughs> right, but I mean, I want a box of them. I want, and I want an HMG, for sure. Mm-hmm. We already have the hacker. I want an HRL, for sure. Yeah, I mean, exchange is such like it's just an interesting discussion, right? Like, what what are they doing here? I guess you only need three. What is it? One, two. You only need three sculpts. Three sculpts. Three sculpts, and you're good. Okay, yeah, that so makes sense. A box of three and a tin bot. I mean, they could just release them as, as uh, I could honestly see them releasing an HMG blister, and then that being it. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I also want to see it like a female Shang-Chi sculpt, right? Come on, give me a box of three. Give me a box of three, just like the orcs. You know, the orcs have models everywhere. They've got the, the fear box in, in one box and then the... Yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe it'll be the Grenzer model. Oh, Jesus. Maybe that's, maybe that's what they'll do with Jujack, right? Just like throw one Jujack in this box. Here, your Shang-Chi plus a Jujack engineer to keep him going. Yeah, right. Or Shang-G plus the random Tian Gao. Is, uh, yeah. is there any Code 1 releases left? Because, I mean, that would fit in with... Oh, tons. Yeah, there's a ton. But the... the so we haven't seen the Yujing Code 1 booster pack. My right. guess is that it has a Yimao in it. Yeah, um, almost they, certainly does. Does they have, Yeah, the Yimao Spitfire... Mm-hmm. And then the Banzerfaust that comes in the event pack. Mm-hmm. Do we know if that one's going to get like re-released as a regular? No, we don't model? know. Oh, that one won't. I mean, we'll probably get the equivalent, the other gun that it carries, right? Which is Spit- we already have the Spitfire, so multi rifle. Um, yeah, I guess we got a multi rifle one. 
which is fine. Yeah, it's it's the one that, that counts for everything. Hmm. Oh, and there's also a missile launcher. Maybe, who knows? Who? Oh yeah, knows? what a weird. Sure. Who knows? I like Code One. I'm curious to see what it comes out for. Fortunately, most of the stuff that's in Code One either has existing models or is the new stuff. So odds are it'll all be 100% white banner, unlike the uh, the O12 booster pack. If you only play Star Mata, you only want one model out of the three. <laughs> right. But many people which aren't is very in that position. It's the Psychop hacker, which is which you want. Right. But I won't. I won't get on about Star Mata right now because I don't have enough of them to even really think about them. But yeah. You, Those packs. Really, you just want to put the bike together and vroom vroom it around your table. I do. I want Judge Dread. Yeah, that's really. I yeah. want him badly. I'm yep. so glad we gave him multi pistol. Best decision I ever made. Oh yeah, right. yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, so there you have it. I think Eugene looks great. I think it's all just subtle. You know, it, they didn't slap you in the face with the changes. They've been trickling the changes in throughout the release of the two new sectorals, and then they just. Overall, made them a little nicer. I don't know. They just kind of cleaned them up, I feel like. Yeah. Tightened everything up. I mean, they, they probably did a lot of thinking um, in the context of N4 when they were building White Banner and its effects on vanilla. So I imagine Yu Jing was probably the test vehicle for a lot of N4 changes. For sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, guys, it's that time. Yeah. You've all wasted another perfectly good evening listening to Late Night War Games. John, take it away. Right. So you've got a couple of days left in the month. Play a game of N4. Or if you've already played a game of N4, tell me about it on RomanAcademy.com. You can win stuff. Hooray. Uh, if you want to paint something before the end of the year, uh, normal painting rule contest apply. The theme is stealth. Uh, so send in a painted stealth model, not a blank picture or a dark picture where you can't see anything, right? Um and uh, yeah, you can find us here on Twitch at 8.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. Uh, if you want to get more game theory-related stuff uh, or like actually look at games, we have a show Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific um, to, uh, where, we, where somebody plays a live game against Eric on Tabletop Simulator and somebody commentates, depending on what week it is. Um, if you want to learn about sculpting, we can uh, direct you over to The Joy of Green Stuff with Obadiah Hampton on Mondays. Is it 8.30, right? Um, it is. Uh, on his same channel. Um, and, or same you, bat you, time, same bat channel. Yep. Uh, and so we have three shows now, I guess. Yay! Yay! Um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, uh, so you can buy Adam more pieces of cloth to hang behind him or uh, perhaps a potted plant... <laughs> Uh, to liven up the space or more lights mm -hmm. for me or right anything like lovely. that. Yep, there you go. Um, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, if you do so and um, you're at a certain level, you get entered to the Wheel of Names drawing. And names, you can, names, names. You can get uh, a t-shirt and or a mini, depending on what level you support at. Um, yeah, you can find us on all of your podcast app apps as well. If you, for some reason, don't like looking at our faces, I totally understand. I mean, Adam looks the way he does. There's nothing he can do about it. I, I've tried. <laughs> I tried. This is trying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. 
Thanks, uh, thanks to all of our patrons, of course, and to our sponsor, Brutal Cities. And we hope to have some Brutal Cities-related content. Maybe there'll be a fourth show about building terrain. Mm. Building worlds. <laughs> <laughs> James, do you have anything you'd like to plug tonight? Uh, no. I just It was great hanging out with you guys again. Literally nothing to plug, James. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My infinity is through you guys. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Well, well, thanks for joining us, James. Yeah, man. And uh, so everyone, yeah, be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you catch your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment. Give us the five-star rating. Subscribe, follow, heart, love, like, share, all the buttons and things that, that you can push uh, frantically to let us know how much you love and appreciate everything that we do. And this will inspire us to do better content. We try, you know, this is what we got. Also, but, if you have questions oh. that you want us to discuss on stream, either show up to stream and ask them or send it to us uh, via any of the ways you can get in touch with us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. So we're happy those to all take things. your questions. All Put the things. questions on those things. Yep. We can answer questions. We can do it. It's Occasionally we are even right with the answer. Um, we prefer opinions so that it's more subjective, though. <laughs> 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 With that, have a uh, great evening, guys, and take care. Yep. Stay safe out there. <laughs>